You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? You are listening to Star Wars The Saga Continues. Your hosts, Kyle Avery and Tim Jirasi, are scouring the holonet for news and bringing you all of the latest updates on the future of the Star Wars universe. And the future is bright indeed, so we invite you to join us on this exciting journey as the saga continues. Always in motion is the future. This is just the beginning. You'll find out full of surprises. Not over yet. No, there is another. Chewie, we're home. Hey there, Star Wars fans, and welcome back to Star Wars The Saga Continues, your podcast for all the latest news and rumors on Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, as well as Rogue One, Episode 8, Star Wars Rebels, Star Wars Battlefront, and all the awesome new Star Wars stuff we've got coming up here. Um, as always, I'm your host, Kyle, and I've got my co-host, Tim, with me. How's it going, Tim? Hey, Kyle. I'm doing great because I can actually say I have the Force Awakens merchandise in my house right now. Uh, How awesome is that? (laughs) It is really awesome. This is going to be our big Force Friday recap episode. Um, And so to uh, help us out on this episode, we've also got another special guest, um, our friend Paul Herman from uh, the Force cast, among various other podcasts that I think you're involved with. Right. How's it going, Paul? Uh, I am going, it's still, it's going amazing. It's been a crazy last couple of days and I'm really looking, I, I, when you guys asked me to come on, come on the show, I just like, I freaked out because I love your guys' show and uh, I've been listening, I've been listening for a while. So I'm really excited. It's the only drawback. There's one drawback for me being, being on the show Uh-oh. is that I can't listen to it because <laughs> I can't listen to myself. So I usually, I, I love listening to your show on the way to work and away home from work. Cause they're so long. So like they'll, they'll take up like at least like two, three days of tripping, like 30, 40 minutes of commuting, you know? So now that this show is going to, you know, I won't have that in next week or whenever the show comes out. So I'll be a little bummed out. So that's the one drawback. But other than that, I'm super stoked. Well, we are super stoked to have you here, especially because uh, for those of you who don't know, Paul is uh, my my brother in Kylo Ren love. Um, And we both are uh, just going to be geeking out about our new Kylo Ren action figures and stuff. Um, But before we get to talking about our Force Friday loot hauls, um, let's back up a bit to, uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about a few of the Force Awakens um, news items and stuff that have happened since our last episode. Um, And the first and foremost among those um, was just this huge, awesome surprise that we got a couple weeks ago. Um, on the Star Wars Instagram account of all places, and they just dropped this new 15-second teaser with not a whole lot of new footage. I mean, we saw that new shot of the Starkiller base with all the stormtroopers and stuff. Um, There's a new shot of Rey and BB-8, and then there's the same shot of uh, Kylo Ren igniting the lightsaber. Um, But then it ends 
on a shot of Finn in presumably that same scene because, you know, it's blue and snowy and everything. And he ignites Luke's lightsaber and the camera just zooms in on him to end that trailer. And, man, holy crap, how freaking awesome was that? Man, it's so good. Like you said, it was a nice surprise. Who was expecting this? Like when I saw it, it was, okay, we're just going to see like a short little tease. We'll see if we'll get anything. Then we got that shot of Ray and BB like, oh, that's pretty cool. But then, like you said, at the end, it was like, oh, man, like what a great way to cap off this short little teaser video that we got with Finn igniting that lightsaber. And, man, there's just something about that shot that looks, looks so awesome. You got everything. Everything looks, looks so cool. And at the setting of the snow and the forest, we talked about that when we first saw the image of Kylo Ren in the first teaser. I just love that setting. But here, instead of you seeing the red lightsaber ignite, you got my all-time favorite lightsaber color in blue ignited there. And just the lighting effect that it has on the forest, it just looks so cool. And then Finn's expression on there. I mean, I got some theories as to what might be going on. <laughs> I'll get into after hear what you guys think about it. But yeah, just a great, nice little surprise we got on that day. It's so cool to get. Yeah, it's, a, it's funny because I had no idea it even came out. I think I saw people kind of tweeting about it a little bit. And then... I just kind of flipped out and I just couldn't believe I got to see finally Finn with the blue lightsaber igniting it and just going to town, you know, or I it's thinking that he's going to go to town on this, yeah. on something, <laughs> yeah. you know, but immediately well, the first thing that jumped out to me was this guy just looks pissed. And then my wife and I were arguing about if he looks pissed or scared. Yeah. And I was like, no, he looks, he looks like he's mad. Like, no, he looks like he's scared. I'm like, look, he looks mad. <laughs> so we're kind of arguing. Then, I, then I finally said, he's both. <laughs> Yeah, because that's kind of what I want to go into with Finn in this shot. Because, like you said, I think – no, I wouldn't necessarily say scared, but I just think he just looks nervous of what's about to happen in this moment. That's well said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I like. I think we're all kind of assuming that it's from the same sequence of Kylo Ren igniting his lightsaber. And yeah. See, here's what I speculate on what might happen here. It, it can probably maybe go in two different ways where – it's just Finn right here about to take on Kylo Ren. And maybe Finn isn't, maybe he's not force sensitive. Maybe he's a little force sensitive. He doesn't have any training. So he's not well equipped with using a lightsaber. Maybe at the time, more than Ray, maybe he's the one who feels he can handle the lightsaber best. And at this moment, he's going to take on Kylo Ren. But maybe he's seen what Kylo Ren can do. And he probably knows I'm no match for this guy, but I got to take him on anyway. I just have to. And this kind of goes back to some early speculation where I don't think that maybe he's going to win this fight with Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren might take him down. And maybe this is where we kind of see Rey kind of show what she can do and show her force sensitivity and show that she is the one who is more maybe stronger in the force. And in order to save Finn, she has to take kind of responsibility or accept her heritage in a way if we're still going with that speculation that she's going to have the Skywalker. Implications. Yeah. And maybe that's where she takes the lightsaber because we talked about this on the last episode, Kyle, where we think this lightsaber is going to go between her and Finn in this movie. And maybe this will be that moment to save Finn. She takes it out, defeats Kylo Ren, and I guess we'll just see what happens after that, who gets the lightsaber. But I think it can go that way or kind of what you're alluding to, Paul. He looks angry and mad. Maybe something happened to Ray here like Kylo Ren did. And because of that, he has to step up and take responsibility and fight Kylo Ren to 
stop him from doing whatever he needs to do. So, yeah, just crazy how this few short seconds of a shot with Finn holding the lightsaber just brings out all the speculation that we can have as far as what's going down. Maybe one of those will be right. Maybe none of them will be right. It'll be totally, something totally different, but it's awesome regardless. Yeah. Well, here's my theory on it to kind of build on what you guys were saying. I think he probably is both angry and scared. Um, probably, you know, scared because, again, he's probably seen what Kylo Ren can do. And I'm sure Kylo has more force training and more lightsaber training than Finn has. Um, but at the same time, I think he's angry. I think he's determined. Because if you look at it, now, we don't know for sure. Like, the, these two shots don't necessarily have to be back-to-back in the movie, like, mm-hmm. the way they are. Um, but we see that shot of Kylo igniting the lightsaber. It's from behind, and we clearly don't see anybody in front of him. So I think Finn might actually be chasing Kylo here. Mm, um, interesting. And I think... Um, I don't know how much I want to go into spoilery, you know, spoiler territory here, but... Um, I, I think Kylo might have just done something bad, maybe, you know, injured or killed uh, another major character and, you know, has got Finn really mad about it. And so, um, you know, he's like, oh, man, I don't know if I can take this guy, but I've got to try. And it's, you know, maybe a mixture of, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of anger and, and you know, sort of righteous, uh, you know, wanting to see justice served kind of thing. Um Another thing I was thinking, too, maybe it's going to be kind of a parallel to the Jedi sequence of Luke and Darth Vader fight where Luke was hiding while Darth Vader was searching for him. And maybe Finn's hiding and Kylo Ren's kind of looking for him. He sends him in the force and that's where he ignites his lightsaber. And maybe Finn just comes out of hiding in this moment, just ignites his lightsaber and says, okay, here I am. <laughs> let's let's do this. So Yeah, that, that could be it, too. Um, I don't know, Paul, you got any other thoughts on this? No, I mean, I think that I personally think that something happened like it's not just an it's an overall thing from the movie, obviously, as well. But I think something I'll just say something big really happened. And Finn is like he's got nothing to lose at this point. And I think that he's coming in just going to go and he's like ready to like go at it. And I think I don't think he's going to do very well against Kylo Ren. I think I think what's gonna I I it's like you guys talked about last week and and just now I think Kylo Ren is gonna make mince meat at a at a Finn because I don't I don't think Finn knows how to hold the lightsaber very well he just is angry and we all know what happens when you come in angry like Luke did in, in Empire he just gets his butt rocked so that's where I'm kind of I feel that I just feel like he's something's happened and he just he's just all he sees is red right now. No pun intended with the lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, also, uh, just one more thing to add here. I'm actually looking at the back of my uh, Finn Black Series action figure box. And in the d- little description here, it says he's a trained warrior. Um, so I'm thinking maybe he, I, you know, we don't know if he's going to be like the main Jedi character, if he has force training or whatever. But he could be pulling a pre Vizsla where, you know, maybe he's just got a lot of fighting skills. And he's like, I don't know about this whole force thing, but... I can use a blade and this is the only one I've got. So let's try to make it work. You know, if he uh, whipped out the old uh, dark saber um, <laughs> and then and fought Kylo Ren, I would probably lose my mind. <laughs> yeah. And fought, and fought as well as pre Vizsla did. I would, I would lose my mind. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, he doesn't have a jet pack as far as we can tell, but Hey, he still yeah. did pretty well without the jet pack in that episode too. Yeah, right? that he did. So, yeah, no, I, I it'll be interesting 
if he is, here's the thing. If Finn is, if Finn is indeed force sensitive, then he'll be able to hold his own a little bit against Kylo Ren. If he's not, he's not lasting more than two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully a little longer because I want a cool lightsaber fight in this sequence. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think it will be cool. No, no, no. Um, yeah. And that's the thing I'm saying, too, is I think he is and I think he will. I think that's kind of where, you know, we kind of already know. I think the audience will see it a little bit, but I think this will be the confirmation that, like, from maybe – he himself needs to know about or Ray needs to see it and go, Oh man, Finn is force sensitive. He could be a Jedi. Cause I think that's where it's going. Cause I think I could be here all day talking about my speculation. So I'll just stop there. We'll just say, I, <laughs> I think this will be his moment to, to realize for himself that he will be, he is destined to be trained as a Jedi somewhere down the line. Yeah. Well, the one other thing from this trailer that I wanted to mention too, um, is it, it sort of repeats that same line from the first teaser with Supreme Leader Snoke, um, you know, saying there has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Um, but the line sounds a little bit different in this teaser. Mm-hmm. And for me, at least, is pretty much confirmation that this line is going to be in the movie. Um, because in the first teaser, I don't know, I thought it kind of just sounded like narration. And I was like, this could be a line from the movie, but it could also just be for the teaser. You know, it's the Force Awakens, and he's saying there has been an awakening. It could just be, you know, something they decided to use to narrate the trailer. Um, but the way that he says it in this, uh, in the teaser, and I mean, the way he enunciates or whatever isn't a whole lot different, but it is maybe a little bit quieter. Like, he sounds more like he's saying it to a person and not like directly into a microphone. Um, and also just a little, there's a little bit more sort of ambience to the sound. I guess you could say like, it it doesn't sound quite as, um, direct and clean. It almost sounds more like he's saying it from the back of a room or something like that. So, um, just with the way that the audio is treated here, I'm like, yep, that sounds like a line from the movie. Yeah, that was a difference that you notice when seeing the teaser too besides those two new shots and yeah i kind of had the same thought i was actually a little surprised where we usually don't hear about those different whether it's a different take or a different like new recording of that line until you see the movie and instead of it being in another teaser trailer so i was kind of surprised we heard a different version of that this soon but then again that's like one of the only few lines of dialogue we've heard from the movie other than han solo's saying we're home so I mean, that happens with the prequels all the time, lines sounding different than when they see the actual movie. So until we get that final trailer where we hear a lot of dialogue, I'm sure we're going to be hearing more of that when we see the final footage. But I totally agree with what you were saying, Kyle. It does sound more like something you're going to see in the movie than what we did or did hear in the teaser trailer. Yeah. Now, speaking of final trailer, we're still waiting on that. They didn't drop it on Force Friday like we were hoping for, but um, hopefully sometime soon. But yeah, um, I'm just going to say, too, going back to the whole lightsaber thing, how cool is it just to see that lightsaber again? Because before this came out, I was seriously talking about, man, I'm just so glad Anakin slash Luke's lightsaber is going to be a big focus of this movie. Because just think about the history that saber has been through for both the light side and the dark side. And to me, I'm just so intrigued by that, where hopefully that can play a big role in the title of the movie in The Force Awakens. So just in the fact that Finn's holding it, how it's... We'll see if it stays with him, like I said. But just the fact that a new character has it is just going to add more to that legacy that this lightsaber already has. And I'm just so fascinated by that. And just seeing that in this shot in that teaser trailer, which is so cool. That's what really made my day when I saw that. So awesome. Yeah. That's, you know, it's funny you say that, actually, because that's a great point. We haven't seen that lightsaber since Empire Strikes Back. And I kind of take it for granted that it's back. 
that's yep. kind of weird saying it. Yeah. But I just said it. Sorry. Um, but you know what I was trying to say? It's weird to see that saber again, because how, I mean, we have the, we, we naturally go to where the hell did it come from? <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, like where, where did it go to see on Besbin, you know, all this other mumbo jumbo we can get into, but that's a big thing. I can't wait to find out how I know that's from Besbin to Finn. There's probably like a whole trilogy of books planned just for that. The story of the lightsaber. For like <laughs> I'd read it. I'd Yo, read yeah, it for sure. That. Um, yeah, and it, it's weird because at first when I'm like early rumors for this movie, when we first started hearing that, uh, I mean, remember that rumor that said like it was going to open on a shot of Luke's hand floating through space with this lightsaber in it. And I was like, that's like the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Um, not just that it would start floating on a hand, but that also I was like, that lightsaber is like still in the pits of Bespin. Like if it's going to be about Luke's lightsaber, it should be about the green one. Um, but then like once we started seeing this, once we saw it in the last trailer and now seeing it in this teaser, um, I guess all my skepticism about it sort of went out the window and I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, I'm glad to see this lightsaber again. I like the design of it. I like the blue blade, all that stuff. Um, so I think it's cool that it's back, but at the same time, yeah, there's still that intrigue of like, okay, but how did it come back exactly? Like who got it? It was like some maintenance worker down at the bottom of, uh, of cloud city. He just happened to pick it up and. One of the I don't know. This thus begins the trilogy of books. <laughs> yeah, like I said before, it's just the will of the force. That lightsaber is so important, it just has to find its way back. That'll be a good enough explanation for me if that's all they want to say. I'll buy it. <laughs> but why? How is it so important? See? Like, it's the chosen one's lightsaber. Like I said, it's been used for the light side and both the dark side. That's what's so unique They're- and important about it. Well, right, right. But we have a story later on that I think we'll, we can get to the theories about that a little bit later. Okay. So, but anyway, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Well, the um, it's the other real big Force Awakens related thing that uh, we got since our last episode was the uh, the new article from Empire Magazine, um, which didn't have a ton of new stuff in it. But I think the the best part about this that we got was uh, some of these new images and uh, the covers, obviously, which just were super cool looking um with you know the uh, the images of uh kylo ren and supreme leader snoke and captain phasma and all the stormtroopers behind them and then uh, General Hux. or yeah what did i say you said snoke <laughs> oh yeah no we still haven't seen snoke yet we're hoping to see snoke but, yeah <laughs> uh yeah they're, they're keeping that under wraps um yeah and then of course there was the other variant with the light side characters on there um and then in the article itself um again not really too many new details. There was a cool little section about um, how they created BB-8, and then there was actually a longer article about that on StarWars.com. That I don't know if you guys read this, but I really enjoyed it. Um, just seeing how they the the process of uh, you know going from like the concept art stage to actually building that robot, and apparently the one that we saw on stage at Celebration was not even the one that they used in the movie because it took them that long to figure out how to make like a full size, fully functioning one. Um, and that for all the different shots in the movie, they actually use different versions of puppets and ones that could move in certain ways or do certain things. But there wasn't like just one standalone version that could do everything all on its own, just remote controlled without like rods or anything like that um, until Celebration. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, and I like the fact, too, that just like the 
creators behind BB-8 were like weren't satisfied, even though for the movies they created different versions of it to get it down. But like, no, we got to make one single BB-8 that can do everything that we needed to, and we got to get it done. And they were able to do it for Celebration. And then, like how I said, it was such a big success at Celebration that that's gonna go into using that for uh, Episode Eight too. So BB-8s, oh, like forever evolving. It seems like against the production team. So it's just cool that. It's almost like this passion project type thing where even though they were done with filming, they still continued on to work on it to make the perfect BB-8, which we'll see if they able to get to for episode eight and beyond. But I just love that determination that they did, didn't stop when the movie was done. So that was cool. Yeah. But I think for me, the uh, maybe the biggest thing out of the Empire article was uh, it had a little brief thing on Kylo Ren and Supreme Leader where I'll just read the exact quote from JJ saying, Kylo Ren is not a Sith which we knew before that he was part of the Knights of Ren, but this is the first time it's like flat out said he's not a Sith. It said he works under Supreme Leader Snoke, who is a very, or who is a powerful figure on the dark side of the force. So when I read that in our last episode, I was kind of saying, wouldn't it be cool if the Knights of Ren were kind of force users who weren't necessarily just strictly for the dark side or the light side. They were kind of in a gray area who adapted to both and accepted both. But hearing this kind of, (laughs) at least... Supreme Leader Snoke's case where it's just going to be the dark side. And the reason I think that kind of throws my theory out the window, I want to get your guys' take on it too, of who do you think Snoke is the Supreme Leader of? The Knights of Ren? The First Order? Or both? But I'm kind of getting the impression maybe he's just with the Knights of Ren because it says that he's that Kylo Ren serves under Supreme Leader Snoke and we know he's a member of the Knights of Ren and that he's working with the First Order but he's not necessarily part of it. So... I don't know, that caught me thinking of just what if Supreme Leader Snoke is actually his title for the Knights of Ren and not the First Order. So what do you guys think? <laughs> you know, it's we could be here all day. I mean, all three of us could, like, speculate, and I'll be here for hours about Kylo Ren and how much, you know, I'm in love with him for one thing. Um, no, uh, me, I think that Snoke is, I think Snoke does lead the First Order, but I also think it's like he's part of two organizations. I think he's got the First Order and he's got Knights of Ren. The Knights of Ren is his passion project, if you will, mm. meaning he's got bigger fish to fry with the Knights of Ren as far as mystically with the Force and things like that. Whereas I think with the First Order, that's his, you know, more mundane, like I got to, this is like the, the, the paperwork quote unquote part of it, you know, where it's like, I got to take over some worlds, got to start doing this. So, you know, I hire some people for this. I think that's kind of where it comes down to is I think he's, he's letting like the general Huxes cause he's a general, you know, I think if, if Hux was a, you know, a, a head honcho, he'd be called like head honcho, whatever you'd want. Insert, insert <laughs> whatever honcho name. Hux, that actually sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Head honcho. Hux. Well, that's great. It's Triple H man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I think that if, if Hux was meant to have a, uh, a, the grand title, he would have a grand title, you know, like Grand Moff Tarkin. But he doesn't. He just has General Hux. Unless, as far as we know now, right? I mean, that's all we know. He's they, and they've referred to him as General Hux. Am, am I wrong in this? Is this no, not? Right. Yeah. So no, no, you're so, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think that I think Snoke's part of both. And and you know if I if I had to like say pick one or the other, I'd say actually he'd probably be more of the first order than the Knights of Ren. Cause I have, I have my own things of theories of Knights of Ren as well. I almost think that I personally think that Kylo Ren might be the only Knights of Knight of Knights of Ren left. 
Um, I've got, you know, I have theories, you know, I don't want to get into spoiler territory, but I think that the Knights of Ren are at battling with Luke Skywalker. And I think, again, it, it kind of just, it, it ties, and this helps tie into what we're going to talk about later too with, with a reveal, we'll, we'll, you know, we have much later on. But um, I think there, I think Luke's in battle with the Knights of Ren. And I think there's a reason why Kylo, Kylo Ren might be the only one. And why there's we've only seen one nights of one night of the nights of Ren, um, and I but I also I just it's it's with knowing Kylo Ren being dark side and he's taking orders from Snoke, it makes me think that he's got to be part of both though. Like he can't be one or the other, but he's definitely a part of the first order because his name's Supreme Leader and there's General Hux, and we only see General Hux, General Hux, Captain Phasma, and Kylo Ren. So that's where I'm kind of leaning on. Yeah, and I, I mean, I kind of have similar feelings on that. And um, I mean, what you're saying with uh, him being part of both, I mean, that's almost like Emperor Palpatine in a way where, you know, Darth Vader reported directly to him. And I, I think Darth Vader was a little bit more involved in the Empire than Kylo Ren is going to be in the First Order. But still, I mean, you could make the argument that Vader wasn't really part of the Empire necessarily because he never had a, a rank like general or admiral or anything like that just everybody in the empire knew this guy means business and he's you know the emperor's favorite so we need to do what he says otherwise he's gonna like choke us out but at the same time you know he he could be leading legions of stormtroopers one day and off doing his own thing hunting down rogue jedi the next um and i think like i said kylo ren is going to be kind of similar to that but a little bit more distanced from the first order than vader was from the empire you know maybe a little bit more of a freelancer or something um and again you know i, I can't wait till till we actually get to see the movie and find out because you know we could be way off on that but the fact that um you know we know that um kylo reports directly to snoke um it's like yeah snoke could be kind of just playing both of those groups a little bit um you know, in a similar way where he could be like, okay, these are my stormtroopers and this is my Kylo Ren and I'm going to put my Kylo Ren with my stormtroopers, but it's not all necessarily the same group. Um, or, I mean, again, I, I would probably also agree with you there, Paul, that if he was one or the other, um, you know, if he was just the leader of the First Order or the Knights of Ren, I would probably put him with the First Order because the Knights of Ren seems like a little bit more secretive group that might not have somebody designated as supreme leader you know there, yeah. there might be uh you know somebody who's a little bit ahead of the rest it might just be a bunch of people who come together in a common interest um or you know like you said kylo ren could just be the last one left i kind of hope that there's more of them um at least there's maybe a couple out there and i kind of have my theories about that too with oh, uh I can't wait i mean the rumors that benicio del toro might be the main villain in episode eight mm. i'm like well we've already got plenty of villains in episode seven so who else could they bring in in episode eight well if kylo ren is working for this group called the knights of ren and they could be all shadowy and secretive in this movie and in the next movie we could meet the leader of this group and they could become more of a threat um, so I think that could be pretty cool there, but either way, I mean, like I said, this is one of those aspects of the movie that I'm, you know, it's up there at the top of my list of things that I want to see the most things that I want to find out about the most, um, and just find out what's up with this Knights of Ren and who everybody's working for and who all these new bad guys are. So cool stuff there. Yeah. I guess I'm alone in thinking maybe just going to be parts of the Knights of Ren because you two, and then I had some good conversations on Twitter with some of our listeners. I know Angel Ashby, Brian Bailey, and even John Beerley Paul was just like you saying he thinks Kyle Kylo Ren is going to be the last 
member of the Knights of Ren. But yeah, all three of them said, just like you guys, these are going to be just with the First Order or both, if anything. So, well, if here's, but here, I'll, I'll state this he's either the last one, which I'm kind of, I don't know if I'm necessarily buying into completely, but he, there's not very many left. I'll say that. Okay. I, I almost feel very certain of that. Oh, yeah. No, like, I can't picture there being more than, like, a dozen of these guys. Oh, I think there's, like, three or four. And, and I can't picture a group of a dozen people electing somebody to be supreme leader of, mm-hmm. you know, our mm-hmm. little club over here. I got theories. Well, but, again, we'll get to that later. I keep I keep, I keep hinting towards this, but... Yeah, I, yeah Paul's <laughs> just dropping teasers and hints all episode. So I'm about things, too, where it's, like, maybe it's a little too similar to Palpatine for me, where... He's kind of working both angles as the leader of this big like military force, but yet he's a dark side user too. Maybe that's kind of why I want it to be a little separate because it's just kind of almost a repeat of Palpatine. I see. I don't see it that way because I think the galaxy is in a different state at this point because the empire was, they were the government. The first, as far as we know now, the first order aren't really the government. They're just a uprising of, of a group that is trying to take over. I think that's the big difference here in this trilogy that we're going into. This is not like, um, you know, a rehash of like the original trilogy, as far as we know, um, where we have the Old Republic set up, right? And then we have the Empire set up. Now, after the Empire has been toppled, you know, now what do we have next? We we don't really know. I mean, I haven't read Aftermath yet, so I'm not sure. I, I need to. That's one of the reasons why I need to read it now is because we'll kind of set up like what the exactly the Resistance is because. I don't think the re- the resistance is not the Rebel Alliance, and because if, it w- if they were rebels, they'd call them Rebel Alliance. They're called yeah. the Resistance for a reason. There Even is- in aftermath, I just said to the first three chapters, they're kind of referring them to themselves as the New Republic already. We've seen that. Like in Battlefront. Spoiler aspect. alert! Come yeah. on now. Well, we've talked about this before. I think even in either in just sort of like the synopsis for Aftermath before the book came out or some other materials, maybe it's for the new Uprising game or something like that. They do mention that, you know, at one point there was a new Republic. Yeah, it was like um, Battlefront. Oh, okay, it yeah, was. it could be that yeah. too. And I'm wondering like, okay, so is there still a new Republic in um, in Episode 7? See, I'm thinking maybe maybe like the new Republic is the government that's set up and this is just, you know, one of my many theories. I'm not claiming that this is like exactly how it's going to go down, but I'm thinking maybe there's still a new republic. Maybe the first order rises up and is this group that wants to try to take back over, continue the work of the empire, and the new republic is just like, you know what? We've had enough war. These guys aren't that big of a threat, and Ooh, it's just yeah. sort of, you know, some some uh what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Politicians that just want to, you know, sit around and not do a whole lot and not get involved in another war. And so the resistance is sort of like a group of people from the first or or from the, uh, the new Republic who sort of break away and are like, okay, well, if you're not going to do anything about the first order, and if you're not going to like give us official permission to do anything about it, we're just going to go form our own group and we're going to do something about it. I actually really like that idea. The fact that the you know like the New Republic just says we don't want to be a a public war. We want to be as small and as discreet as possible, so people don't flip out and like go nuts. Because that that actually makes a lot of sense. Because the more panic you instill within the within the galaxy, the more there you know people there's going to be more anarchy. The more you pretend like you've got it under wraps, and maybe it's two different factions going at it, you can say, "Oh, the republic," you know. So the republic can say, 
you know, on safe face a little bit and say, well, that's not us. That's the resistance, but you know, whatever, but maybe yeah. it's actually really the Republic. That's a brilliant idea, Kyle. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, see, I'm just thinking that because like you said, the first order doesn't seem like they've become a big enough power yet to have like fully taken over control. Um, and yet the name, the resistance sort of implies that they're the underdogs almost. And so I'm like, either the first order is winning and the bad guys have just taken over the galaxy again, or, you know, I, I just kind of hope it's something a little bit more, there, there's a little bit more to it. Um, and, you know, I, I definitely hope that like the status quo has changed from the original trilogy and it's not just back to being, you know, a group of freedom fighters who've banded together to fight the tyranny of the evil empire. Um, yeah. But, you know, again, I, I just can't wait to see how that all plays out in the movie, but, um, yeah, I, don't know. I, I think it would be cool to see something like that, to see where the good guys are in control, but the first order is, or the, uh, the resistance is like a separate group. That's, you know, maybe not in line with what the new Republic's doing. Um, but anyway, moving on from that, um, they actually just recently announced the release date for the force awakens soundtrack. Um, and I'm, I'm personally glad that it's going to be the same day the movie comes out. Uh, oh, December eighteenth. Really? Um, I know some people, you know, want to listen to the music ahead of time or whatever. But I'm like, even if they don't list spoilers on the track listings, I'm like, I'm glad that I just won't be tempted. I won't listen to it and think like, oh, this music is really sad. I bet somebody just died, or this music is really heroic. I bet the good guys just won a battle, or um, you know, something like that. I mean while I would just like to listen to new star Wars music, I'm like, I am perfectly okay with waiting till after I see the movie and get sort of all of that experience all at once. See, I was bummed when I heard this announcement. I was like, no, that long. We got to wait. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe they want to avoid the whole Qui-Gon's noble end <laughs> fiasco again, but I think mm-hmm. they probably would have not even had any spoilers on the titles if it had to release it earlier. But I just, there's something about getting the star, a new star Wars soundtrack, about a month or a few weeks before the actual movie comes out that really just cements it where it's like, okay, we're so close now. And this really builds up the hype for it too. And I just love hearing new music before I see the movie, just to kind of get me more excited and more pumped for it. And then getting a call back to when that music does play, when you actually see the movie, but you're already kind of familiar with it a little bit and you already have some favorite songs or themes and character themes that you get already familiar with. And when you see it on or hear it on screen, it just adds that much more to it. So I, for me personally, I always liked hearing the prequel soundtracks before I actually saw the movie, just part of the whole build up excitement for it and just to get you more excited. And just when you actually see the movie, you can be a little more familiar with it. So I was actually a little bummed when I found out it's coming out the same day as the movie. So it's going to be a different experience where I hear the music for the first time in the actual movie and then get the soundtrack later and hear the music uh, without dialogue and on special sound effects and all that stuff. So it'll be different, but yeah, it was, I, can't, I have to say I was a little disappointed. How about you, Paul? Where do you sit on it? You know, I'm not a huge soundtrack guy. I mean, I, I have, I have a, a Spotify playlist of all the John Williams stuff or all the Star Wars stuff, meaning the Clone Wars, even the Shadows of the Empire soundtrack. Um, and when I read Star Wars books, comic books, I always put on the soundtrack. It helps me get in that Star Wars mode mm-hmm. because, as we all know, Star Wars music is always is, is the, the life force of 
of of the of the movies essentially and of the TV shows. Even um, Kevin Kiner's uh, scores in the Clone Wars, I think the later seasons are really, really are awesome. I mean, they really are underrated, to be honest. I mean, I, lo- I know a lot of people like them, um, but for me, uh, I, I love the music aspect of it. But I'm not. I'm not a, a person that listens to it on a regular basis where I have to listen to it on, you know, where I have to listen to like duel the fates, even though that's probably my favorite star Wars theme of all the films. Um, I just, I'm not grabbed by it enough to that. I have, I'm a big musician or big musician. I'm, I'm a big uh, music person, like rock music person. Uh, I play music. I'm very mediocre at it, but um I guess what I'm trying to say is I listen to other stuff besides that that's you know Star Wars stuff for recreational things. Not saying it's wrong to listen to that for anybody else, but for me, I just don't listen to it to like to, you know to just for fun. I listen to it to get into Star Wars. So um, yeah, it doesn't really bother me. I, I, I think it's I think they've been very it, this whole marketing of this movie with Force Friday and with and the fact we're getting the novelization on the same day we're getting the you know, all that stuff all on the day a movie comes out. They're being very meticulous about this. And I don't – I think it's probably a good thing, for, at least for the, the soundtrack, because they're obviously going to want to put the titles of what the themes are on, you know, on the on the tracks. It's just – you. that's what you do. I mean, the Star Wars movies all have that. Is one of the themes. You want to know Kylo Ren's theme, General Huck's theme, or if they even have a theme. or You know, you know what I'm saying. And you want to know and associate with what. And the problem is they want to save every little bit they can for this film that it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. It, it's hard for me to get invested in it when they try to hide it so much, even though I'm already invested in the film, you know, you know, does that make sense? Like, it's hard for me to get excited about the soundtrack when I'm not going to get it until after I see the movie. So it's yeah. like, okay, I don't know. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's why I'm disappointed with it too. Cause I'm part of the fun and being excited for the build of the movie is getting that soundtrack for me beforehand. Like I said, just listening to new music and even you can do even a little speculation too, as you're listening to it. I know you were saying Kyle, how maybe if you hear a sad song, it can indicate like a death of somebody or something like that. And while that can be true, I think that's part of the fun. We're just speculating, okay, what's going to happen in this sequence or, Oh, cool. This is Kylo Ren's theme. I like it. I can't wait to hear it in the movie. So stuff like that. I'm just going to be a little bummed that I can't experience it before I see the movie. But yeah, but maybe it's just me. I don't know. Because just going back to my prequel uh, days of being excited for those, and the soundtrack played a big part of the build up for me. And I was kind of hoping for the same thing with that. But just one of those things, another change I'll have to get used to for this round of Star Wars movies. Yeah. I mean, I guess as far as just building up hype and stuff, I do kind of hope that maybe they release like one or two tracks or something that we can listen to ahead of time just to kind of get a little sneak peek. Just because I'm really excited to hear what the music is going to sound like. Um, and Paul, I, you know, I, I hear what you're saying about not listening to soundtracks all the time. Like I don't do that either. I have a lot of movie soundtracks. I have all the star Wars soundtracks and clone wars and a ton of star Wars video games and, uh, you know, several other movies and TV shows and video games that I have the soundtracks for, but I don't listen to them all that often. Um, you know, I, when I'm driving to work or whatever, I mean, I like putting on playlists or listening to the radio or whatever and singing along to songs that I know. So I've got plenty of other stuff to listen to too, but you know, every once in a while, especially like if I'm, if I'm reading or doing work on something or, uh, you know, even like playing video games or just browsing on my phone or stuff. Sometimes, sometimes I'll just put on soundtracks in the background. Um, but obviously when it comes to a new star Wars movie, like that's one of the, 
the biggest things about it that gets me excited because even if I'm not going to listen to it all the time, like it's new John Williams music, it's a new Star Wars movie. Like when it first comes out, I'm probably going to listen to it, you know, at least a, a handful of times through like the week it first comes out. Um, and then, you know, won't listen to it all the time after that, but still just being able to hear that new music and sort of familiarize yourself with it and finding out like, what are the big new themes from this movie? Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. And I do kind of hope we maybe get a little bit of a tease beforehand, but hmm. at the same time, I'm, I'm not, uh, too disappointed that we have to wait just until we see the movie and then we get to sort of have that whole experience all together. It's funny. I'm sorry. Did I, did I cut someone off? Oh no, go ahead. I think I'm hearing myself in the background, so I, I, I almost I cut myself off essentially. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, what I was going to say was, I think that my main thing with with Star Wars music is the and the reason I only save it for when I'm in when I want to entrench myself in the Star Wars. Meaning, like if I'm writing an article, I'm not even writing an article about Star Wars. I usually listen to regular music I just love besides Star Wars. Um, I think when I'm reading, yeah, when I'm reading anything Star Wars. I, I put on the music to get me entrenched in it because the themes from the, it's the themes are all familiar and they all, you know, bring me to that world. And I think if I were to listen to new star Wars music without context, it would just be, it'd be empty. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like I, without having, you know, at least for me, again, just, this is only for me. I need to have the context and have the uh, heard it multiple, multiple times for me to, really get entrenched in it and to really start to like be part of star Wars for me. Like even some of the clone Wars stuff, it took me a little bit to get used to it. I don't, I haven't really, I still, my, my least favorite piece of star Wars music is still the clone Wars movie. I think the music and the music and that's not the greatest. There's some cool stuff in it, but um, it, at the same time, it, I just, it's hard for me to get behind that. But, uh, it, but the, with the, the, the other release where it has selected tracks from various episodes, I love it, and but I also have watched the, some of those episodes a million times. Like I haven't watched the movie a ton on repeat, but with the episodes, I've watched them a ton. So the context is there, and and therefore like I'm I can familiarize familiarize myself with it. Where I'm like, oh, it's this, and it brings this emotion out of me because of this context of this scene. Even though this, it might it might say what the scene is on the, on it. Like it says. Uh, Ahsoka leaves the order or whatever, which whatever the title track for the Clone Wars is, that that still the music and having the context brings out that emotion. It's the emotional impact of, of the music that makes me feel and love the music with the context. So without having the context and see it's just it's just again, it's just music at that point. And I need to have the context with the film to get the have the music line up with me so it all makes sense. So it's like it's it's just it's just to me, it's like un, it's almost like an unfinished film. That's what it'd be like doing. It'd be like going to see Star Wars without the music. It's like, hey, do you want to see Star Wars without the music before everybody else? Uh, I would, but it wouldn't be the same. It'd be, it'd be, it'd feel empty, wouldn't it? I know that's where we differ a little bit because okay, I remember listening to like this, for instance, the episode three soundtrack for the first time, and I heard the track Anakin's Betrayal, which is the music that plays during Order sixty six, and I immediately took to that track. Like, oh man, this is like the music. It's it's really somber, but yet it's really good. This is going to be real an emotional scene in the movie. And I had no idea it was going to be for order 66, but I just immediately took to that track as becoming one of my favorites. And then seeing it actually in revenge of the Sith during the order 66 sequence, just man, I kind of guess it goes to what you're saying. It did add a lot to it. Once I did see it, 
and associated more with Order 66 now when I listen to it, but for the first time I heard it, that track it re- immediately grabbed me, not necessarily knowing where it's going to play in the movie. And that's happened a few times during the prequels. I know, like, Django's Escape, that one's pretty obvious. You know, it's going to be the fight between him and Obi-Wan, but that was such a great track, and a lot of stuff from The Phantom Menace, too, that kind of got me before I even saw the movie. So I get what you're saying, Paul, where I'm sure there's others like you who feel that way, but for me, I think when... A track really is good, and it's one of John Williams' best. I don't necessarily, for me anyway, need to have that context in order to enjoy it. I just think once we do see the movie, it's just going to add that much more to it. So that's where I stand for. I don't really necessarily have that problem with listening to Star Wars music beforehand without knowing where it's at. If it's Mm -hmm. a good piece of music, I'll enjoy it and then just get more enjoyment from it later when I know what it's about. Yeah, and I, uh, I don't know, kind of agree with both of you guys there, but I'm perfectly <laughs> fine with the release date being what it is. Peacekeeper. Although, yeah, yeah, basically. Although, you know, one interesting thing, though, I mean, Paul, when you were saying it feels kind of empty um, listening to the music without having that context, like, I, I definitely agree with that. But I think at the same time, it is also cool to um, kind of try to create the context for yourself a little yeah. bit. Like, you've seen the trailers, you know who all the characters are, you know a little bit of what's going to happen in the movie, and so you know, you can kind of like play along and be like listening to the music and trying to, you know, play like connect the dots or fill in the gaps and try to imagine what that context is going to be. Like if the soundtrack were to come out before the movie, I would probably listen to it just one time and do that and, you know, try to imagine what it's going to be like. And then just say like, okay, I'm not listening to it again until after I see the movie. Cause I don't want to just like burn myself out on this and then see the movie and be like, Oh yeah, I've heard that a bunch of times before. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. We're gonna have to wait till after we see the movie to get it. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess I'm I'm fine with that the way it is. Um, now, Tim, here's something that we have uh, <laughs> speculated about many a time. Um, C3PO's red arm. Where did that come from? <laughs> um, well, we're getting a comic in December before the Force Awakens comes out that will answer that question. Um, so, and let's see, I think, is this just like a one-shot comic? Yeah, it's yeah. a one-shot. Okay. I mean, I was kind of confused because they call it C-3PO number one, but then it's like, why are you going to call it number one when there's not going to be standard a practice, Standard practice, standard comic practice. Yeah, so you guys would know that more than me because I don't read all that many comic books, but, Same. um. <laughs> yeah, I think this is, I mean, I always had a feeling that we probably wouldn't get an explanation for why his arm was red in the movie. And I think a one shot, not like a four part mini series that needs to explain this, but <laughs> just a one simple story about C3PO and get that explanation. I think it's a great idea. And mm-hmm. to have it come out in December, it's going to be so close to when the actual movie comes out. So it's just a cool little thing to have before we see The Force Awakens. We'll know why he has that red arm for those who see it. So I think this is a great way to explain that, not necessarily have to be something. That has to be said by any character in the movie, but for fans who want to read the comic, it'll just be that one little extra thing that we'll get more out of when we see The Force Awakens, so it's cool. Yeah, and if it's not going to be something that's explained in the movie, like, I'm glad that they're still making, like, a canon story out of it and that it's not just going to be something that's explained as a little side paragraph in The Force Awakens visual dictionary or something like that. Like, it's cool that we still get to, you know, read a story and find out how this happened, but it doesn't have to necessarily draw too much attention to itself in the movie you, you know for me i for people for people okay so i'm not i'm not sure if you know this i know tim knows this i'm a huge c3po fan 
Okay, so, I don't know if I knew that. Yeah, I just so, knew you were a huge Kylo Ren fan. Well, right, of course, <laughs> of course, yeah, you knew that already. Um, no, my favorite character as a kid was C three PO and R two D two. Like I kind of looked at them as one. And uh, that's why I call him one character because, you know, whatever. But um, but my, I love the droids as a kid. And C-3PO's particularly was kind of like my favorite, like, go-to. I, I was drawn to the golden, like, form of C-3PO. And I, just, I loved him as a kid. I don't know what it was. I just loved C-3PO. And um, I – as I've gotten older, I, I mean, obviously I'm not like – He's not my favorite character. I mean, he's still my favorite character still because I just I've grew up loving him so much. But he's definitely not as as intense love as as he used to be. But that being said, I'm really excited we're getting this. It's a little weird that we're getting it to be honest, um, because mainly like and this is unless they do this and this is I think this is a brilliant idea. If I do toot my own horn, if I if I can. All right. So, okay, we're getting we get an explanation for the red arm. That's fine, right? Well, if he still has a silver leg, it'd be cool if they talked about both. So, you had the original like idea of C3PO when he was in his golden all golden form in Revenge of the Sith, and then in a new hope he has a silver leg, right? Mm-hmm. So it'd be kind of cool if like he actually went through and talked about how he has different appendages, you know, for you know, why, you know, I got this, I got this leg when I was a uh, blah, 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 blah. And then I got my right <laughs> arm because of blah, blah, blah. And then like, you, and then the whole comic was like him telling someone a story about how he has multi, you know, different colored body parts or whatever, you know what I mean? So that, I thought that'd be a good, a really cool idea. Um, if it's just about the red arm, um, that's fine too. But I think it'd be cooler if they did something like that, where they could kind of incorporate why he's so different because they didn't. They, we never got a canon, or not a canon. Excuse me, a legends explanation about a silver leg in the comic droids. Um, in Dark Horse, uh, they gave him a silver leg, and they kind of hinted at that was going to be why he got it because he was a. Uh, it's a long story. I don't want to get into it. But then at the very end of the series, it got replaced back with a golden leg again. So they left it ambiguous of how he got the silver leg in the first place, which, mm-hmm. which by the way, I thought was very weird. They did that. Um, but as you see what I'm saying, it'd be cool if we got an explanation about everything. So if they're going to go and tell us about the red arm, tell us about the silver leg too. I mean, is yeah. that, does that make sense? No. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be really cool because I don't think it necessarily said this is going to be about him getting the red arm, but it is going to explain it. So maybe it's not going to be the main focus, but we'll find out why. But I kind of like your idea. Maybe we can just even go back all the way to Phantom Menace like he's. Telling them the story how we started out. Oh, and then we got, yeah. He was covering in episode two. Then when he got the gold plated, because we don't know how he got any of that stuff in canon, actually. So maybe this comic will cover all that, which would be <gasps> really be cool, rad. actually. Oh, that'd be awesome. See, yeah, now that's what it needs to be now. <laughs> yeah. Marvel, don't let me down. Rewrite that starting tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I'm like, I'm Googling images of. Force Awakens C-3PO right now. I'm trying to see if he still has that silver leg in like in the promo shots and stuff that we've seen so far. Have they showed his leg yet? (laughs) I think so, yeah, because in... Yeah, okay, I found the Entertainment Weekly. Oh, and of course, it's his Mm -hmm. right leg that's silver, right? Yeah. Yeah, and R2 is hiding it in this picture. Yeah, I think it's silver. Yeah, actually, I'm looking through the poster book that just came out on Force Friday. There's that shot with C-3PO, R2, and BB-8, and you do see his leg. It's an artist rendition, but it does look it has the silver lighting on there. So okay. See, you know what I would love to have happen, and uh, 
you know, I, I kind of just thought of this, Paul, as you were you're giving your description. Um, and of course, Tim, you know, uh, my, my other theory that I want to have happen on three PO's red arm. So <laughs> yeah. I would love to have a scene, in, you know, incorporating your idea, Paul, for that comic. He could just be sitting there telling Chewie a really long story about how he got the silver leg and he just won't shut up and he's annoying the crap out of Chewie about the silver leg. And so Chewie pulls his arm out of the socket and they have to replace it with a red arm. <laughs> There's the comic basis right there. The end. It doesn't have to be a one-shot issue. Just be a one-page issue if that's what we're going to go. <laughs> well, no, because we still have to have the really long story about the silver leg. Oh, that's true. You don't have to be totally uh, a waste where that's just all you get. You want to get the full effect of being bored like Chewie was, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be funny or entertaining for us, but just something that you know, like Chewie doesn't want to sit here and listen yeah. to this all day. <laughs> that would be good, too. Yeah. Um, now, did they say... I'm trying to look through the, the description of this again because um, I thought they also said that it'll explain a little bit about like how 3PO ends up where he is in The Force Awakens too. Did I, I mean, it probably will since it's like I said, it's coming out so soon that by the time that by the end of the issue, we'll probably know like what his role is maybe with the resistance and all that. But I kind of assuming it would. I'm not sure if it actually said that in the announcement of StarWars.com, but. I don't know. I kind of get the feeling if we're going to get the red arm explanation, and like I said, just the thing that it's so close to the release date, I think it, this, in the storyline where it's going to take place, it's going to be pretty close to The Force Awakens as well. Yeah, I would think so. So that might be a little bit of a lead into the movie as well. Um, although With the probably... Chewbacca miniseries? Huh? Well, which one are you talking about now? No, I'm we're sorry. still talking about the C-3PO. Oh um, yeah, yeah, see, yeah. That one to me is 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 a is, a, is branded uh, drained in The Force Awakens. I think. Oh, I don't see that on the cover here. What? what but it hmm. could be. I don't know. Yeah, it's not on the cover, but it does say in the StarWars.com that it is part of the whole journey. Oh, the oh okay. Force Awakens program. Yeah, it doesn't really say that it's going to be where it's like a automatic setup for how he's going to be in the movie, but I just... Oh, well, it does say, it says, the tale follows Goldenrod on a solo adventure leading up to his appearance in Star Wars The Force Awakens and reveals what led to his change in appearance. So, yeah. So. Okay, that's what I was looking for. Still a lead-up, but I guess I don't know if that necessarily means it's going to be, like, issue ends, that's where we see C-3PO in The Force Awakens. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not talking about that exactly. I'm just saying, like, you'd see C-3PO in the movie and know, like, oh, okay, because of the comic, we kind of know how he got from point A to point B. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be in the one-shot issue, too, or just getting all that. But the main focus has to be the red arm. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that was, like, the mandate when they had start this issue or get this uh, C-3PO story. Like, was the reason just to explain the red arm, or was it, you know, I got a cool C-3PO story to tell, but then the Lucasfilm story group would say, okay, maybe you can throw in how we got the red arm in there. I wonder what came first. Uh, yeah. I don't know. The idea or the red arm? It's like the chicken in the egg. <laughs> I was trying to think of like what's the Star Wars equivalent of a chicken? Yeah, <laughs> a chicken. I bet they're canon somewhere. They probably are. Was it an heir to the Jedi or something? Well, ducks are canon. <laughs> ducks are, yeah, because uh, Panaka said it. Well, and also uh, oh, Luke as well. <laughs> yep. So if they have ducks, they have chickens. Let's be honest. The yeah. same thing, practically. 
Do they have turduckins in space? Oh, <laughs> in space, no one could turducken you scream. <laughs> oh man, I even butchered the word turducken. I can't talk today, guys. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's okay. Um, the last uh, thing we'll mention here about the Force Awakens, um, I, I don't think this comes as a great surprise to anybody, but when it comes out in December, it's going to be taking over all the IMAX screens. Um, which, I mean, I thought all the big movies did that nowadays anyways, like at least the IMAX theater near me, you know, only plays one movie at a time. Um, I don't know, maybe the bigger ones show a couple at a time, but, um, yeah, Star Wars is going to be on all the IMAX screens for, I don't know, quite a while after the, uh, the release date, I would think at least a month or two. Yeah. At least Um, I think for four weeks is what the restating that report starting with December 18th, which okay. is fine by me. <laughs> if yeah. anything, just the fact that you could have many options to see it in IMAX and to hopefully help with its box office to get it to that number one spot. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. It's a little bit helped. Yeah. It's just for the first four weeks of its run set to begin December 18th. It'll, uh, we'll have all of IMAX's large format screens in North America and most of its foreign screens to itself. Um, so yeah, again, no great surprise there. Um, heck, I would be perfectly happy if they kept it on longer because I I know I'm gonna have to see this in IMAX like multiple times. Yeah, hopefully the demand will be so great and it's such a hit that it will be longer too, where they can work out something to make it a two month exclusive thing. Yeah, or it could be like Jurassic World where they just re-released that like last week yeah. or something. It's like, hey, we don't really have anything else playing in IMAX. Let's just re-release the movie that made the most money in IMAX this year and see if people want to go see it again. And again, it's coming out in December and like that January, February time period, not too many big movies are coming out. Nope. So it has that chance. Yeah. So, I mean, again, we've said it before and everybody knows the amount of money that this movie is going to make is just going to be ridiculous. But, um, yeah, again, I, I keep saying, you know, to people who say like, oh, this is going to be the number one movie of all time or something. I'm like, we still got to wait and see how good it is. And I hope it can be the number one movie of all time. I hope it's really good and just like blows us away. But, um, you know, hopefully it's not like another Phantom Menace situation where it has like the biggest opening of all time because everybody's so excited for it. And then afterwards it's like, eh, I don't need to go see that seven times. It still did pretty good, though, for its initial run. They were like 400 and something million, which back then was a pretty big deal. Yeah, but I still think, I mean, if if uh, episode one had even been as good as like episode three or, you know, if there wasn't so much controversy around Jar Jar and people, you know, thinking George Lucas destroyed their childhood and blah, 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 um, I think it would have made a whole lot more money from like repeat viewings and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> I, it's one of those things, too, where I think even Disney is keeping their box office expectations in check where they're not going to be saying, oh, because everyone is assuming, oh, Jurassic World made this much. Star Wars is going to blow that out of the water. But mm-hmm. still shouldn't really be thinking that just yet because anything can happen. Not saying that I think it's, <laughs> the movie's going to bomb or be bad or anything like that. But you just never predict with box office predictions. It could be... Like, yeah. who expected Jurassic World to do what it did? Oh. Yeah, never nobody. Made. And again, nobody. it wasn't yeah. because of the you know the marketing or the hype for it ahead of time. I mean, people were excited for it, and it was going to be the number one movie at the box office that weekend regardless. But the reason it 
exploded as much as it did was because of, you know, word of mouth and the reactions to it. I think even, you know, the, the fan reactions more so than the critic reactions, because I mean, it had what, like a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. So the critics said it was pretty good, but then when people went to see it and loved it and told their friends about it, it was like, Hey, this movie's awesome. You should go see it. Like that opening weekend, just more and more people kept going to see it and it just kept, you know, surpassing the expectations. So um, you know, with Star Wars, again, it's all going to depend on how much people like it and depend on that word of mouth after the initial release. Yeah, and it's like, because there's going to be fans out there and people who are, have high expectations for The Force Awakens, and they're going to, it's possible, hopefully they're met, but you know there's going to be somewhere that's not going to meet their expectations and be disappointed, and kind of like you were saying, Kyle, it'll have the opposite effect, <laughs> like with Jurassic World, maybe they'll tell people, oh, the new Star Wars wasn't that great, like, don't go see it, but because the expectation was so high, maybe with Jurassic World, <laughs> they weren't that high. So, like I said, anything can happen. It's going to do amazing numbers, that's for sure. But as far as like predicting it to blow Jurassic World, Titanic, and Avatar, and all that, let's hope for the best, but not expect it to do that. Don't yeah. do Rick well, McCallum again and say, oh, it's definitely going to beat Titanic and all that. Yeah, no, it will definitely beat Jurassic World. I will say that just because it's Star Wars. Like, it, it'll. T- I mean, Jurassic World is what the number. Did it take number three of all time now? Yeah, it's number three. I don't think it passed Titanic. Oh yeah, no, it didn't pass Titanic. I just didn't remember if it was three or four. Um, so yeah, I think Star Wars will match that. Um, but as for those top two, you know, it's just going to depend on on how good it ends up being. Um, so we will just have to wait and see until uh, you know December and January and beyond that um, to tally those up. But um, in the meantime. Uh, that's all the episode seven news and rumors and stuff we've got to cover. Um, so let's talk about the big event that we've all been looking forward to kind of the first big, well, I guess not really the first big landmark event on the way to episode seven, because I mean, we had celebration and there was San Diego comic-con and stuff, but, um, sort of the beginning of this ramp up in the fall here leading up to uh, the the release of the movie. And of course that was force Friday uh, just yesterday, um, which is kind of crazy. It feels like it was already, you know, two or three days ago. Um, (laughs) I guess technically it was kind of Thursday for us because we were, you know, waiting in line at midnight for stores to open and stuff. But, um, you know, let's just talk about some of our experiences, some of the, the, stuff that we got and uh you know we'll talk about some of our favorite figures and t-shirts and stuff um and you know we'll, we'll kind of do this you know informally a little bit because there's tons of stuff to cover from force friday um i've got a couple more articles up here that i want to mention about some stuff as we go but um we'll we'll kind of just see where the discussion takes us um paul let's start off with you and you can uh maybe just oh, kind of start tell us about your your force friday experience a little bit well, for me, uh, and you'll hear some of this on the Force cast, um, <clears throat> and I'll got to go in more detail here. So, a friend of mine, my really good friends, we um, went to Toys R Us around six o'clock just to scope it out. No one was in there, and uh, or in there, no one was outside waiting in line. I should say. We go inside. There's a guy kind of scoping out the Star Wars stuff, and uh, we were talking to a lady who was putting up the Star Wars signage and whatnot. And I said, you know, oh, you're in small talk with her, you know, and and uh, I kind of just got this feeling. I said to my friend Adam, who was with me, I said, I think we should wait in line now. And he's like, you're crazy. No one's even out there. I said, yeah, but I think we should. And there's a guy standing next to us, and he was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm waiting too, actually. 
I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> You're not outside, <laughs> but uh, all right, let's go outside then, I guess. So it's gonna follow you wherever you guys want. <laughs> that's actually what ended up ended up happening, to be honest. I'll get to that in a second. So um we get there and I and I call my wife and I'm like, listen, we're not gonna come back for dinner. We're just gonna stay here. She's like, it's six o'clock. I'm like, exactly. And I, and I told her, I'm like, I'm, and I'm one of those people. I will not, I will wait all day. I mean, and you guys know this because, um, after, you know, in celebration, we, we saw the rebels te- uh, teaser trailer or whatever in, uh, at the rebels panel. And as soon as we got out, I told Tim, I'm like, Tim, I'm going to wait in line right now for that rebel. Yeah. I am not missing out on that. And I waited. How long did we wait for? Four hours. Was it, was it I, see, I think it was longer. <laughs> it was well, it you was longer for you. It was longer for you guys. It was longer for you guys because you guys, you guys an hour were and a half later. Well, it wasn't an hour and a half. I don't think. <laughs> um, what was it? What was it? You came a little bit later though. It was a while. Yeah, no, I remember. I was in line from like one to five, um, and I don't know how much longer you guys had been in line before that, but I don't think it was more than like an hour. It. It probably, I think it was probably five hours. That sounds about right, actually, because it it killed the entire day for me. Oh yeah, but, that's all we did. Well, no, hold oh, on yeah. a second. It didn't kill it because I had a, a blast hanging out with you guys. Oh so, totally, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, so, no, I mean, it, it didn't kill it in terms of like make it bad. It killed it in terms of just like ate up our whole afternoon. No, yeah, exactly. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I am one of those people that I will sacrifice my entire day to get what I want, to make sure I get what I want. Cause I don't want to leave no stone unturned. Right. So excuse me. That's my, my method. I do that for all the films I go see. I, I'll get there an hour and a half, two hours early. Even if it's like, you know, probably not going to happen. I just get nervous. I'm like, uh, I just, you know, whatever. So safe and sorry. If I agree. It, mm-hmm, yeah. And that's, that's exactly why we waited in line. So as we're waiting in line, we're, we're talking to the guy next to us and, and the guy's like, well, I'm just going to, you know, get some, you know, he was basically the guy next to us did, had no idea what he wanted to get. He just wanted to get something right. That's kind of what the impression that me and Adam got from him. And he wanted some color red stuff, but he was like, well, I'll probably get some like three and three quarters, maybe some black series, you know? And I'm like, okay, cool. He just kind of, you know, he changes, he changed his mind throughout the, throughout the evening because we were with him to like six o'clock. Right. So, um, one of the advantages or disadvantages, if you will, of being on the West coast is that you get to kind of hear and see the trends of what's going on in other, other places, you know, whether the East coast or the Midwest, um, as the evening went on, I uh, was kind of I was talking to people, checking Twitter, and basically the first thing I heard was Black Series was out. Like basically everywhere you went for Black Series, it was gone. So if you wanted Black Series, that's the first thing you should go for. And I was saying that out loud, which looking back, I'm like, I should never have done that. I should have been like very. I should have game planned a little better. I know it sounds really stupid, <laughs> but honestly. In these situ, in these specific situations, you kind of have to be smarter, smarter than that, honestly, because people will do not; they just don't care, you know. So um, should have said, "Man, the resistance soldier." Everybody's wanting that. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> that's a rare item. That actually was a, probably a good idea. Um, Send them on a wild bantha chase. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, so. You know, and, and we were—I we, was the first one in line. Like me, I was the first person. I want—I want to make that very clear. I was sitting in line. I was the first person next to the sign, 
And um, we later on, there was like probably almost 100 people in line. Jeez, man. And I talked to a manager. Um, they honored the Toys R or the, excuse me, they honored the Target coupon for spend over $100, get $25 off, which I confirmed um, to multiple managers because I wanted to make sure I could do that. And they, they told me I could. I was very happy. Thank you, Toys R Us, at least for that, at least. My store didn't do that. They said right away, before they let us in, we will not, like, honor any, like, uh, other deal, match any prices or anything like that. That's really funny because she's the, the, ma- the manager, um, the second one I talked to in the day, she told me that they got a memo saying that they could do that. Like, mm. it was a message from stores. So I wonder if, like, some stores didn't, and some no, because I know my actually my friend Dave, who waited in line with us at, at Rebels, uh, Rebels, he um, was told he called first because I told him I said call first to to verify because you don't you never know if I'm getting the wrong information. He called, and they said no, you, we're not going to do that. Then he asked again at the store um, before, when a guy came out outside and kind of talked to people, which our store by the way never did. Manager came out never and talked addressed us. Anyway, um, and the guy, so my my friend Dave asked the manager, he's like, hey, are you guys honoring the Target uh, coupon? He said, if you have the coupon in, and Dave like whipped, showed it to him in his hand, <laughs> he goes, hand. <laughs> so, and so, yeah, so you had to have the coupon there. And and you couldn't just be like, there's a coupon, can I just have it? Like, you have to ha- actually have the coupon, which. Again, so it sounds like that was a last-minute addition to everything. So um, that was cool. The only thing cool, to be honest, because what, what ended up happening was everyone's getting excited, and they open the doors. And, again, there's no organization. They just basically were like, uh, you know, this, here you go. Go in to the back. You know, and it's all in the back. There's nothing up front, which is, again, another, another bad thing, I think. Um, we had to go all the way back. The guy who was behind us ran to the store after me telling you know my buddies about the black series he basically took all the black series oh, man. like i mean and here's the thing when i say he took all the black series meaning that he took i think all the ones he wanted i don't think, I don't think he took multiple but let's just, let's just say that what he took was pretty much half of what they had of black series and when i got there when I finally got in front of the, the, the pegs, I realized there were and I counted there were 20 pegs of a three and three quarter figure like pegs, right? Mm-hmm. There are 20 of them. I figured plenty of three and three quarter to go around. When I got there, and I was again, I was the first person with this guy running around trying to beat me to everything. Uh there were literally on every peg, three figures on every peg. <laughs> I was I was like maybe they maybe because I because it seemed like they were running behind a little bit like that kind of seemed like the impression that I got when I so when I realized when I saw that like the little stuff they had I go oh man like I they they have they have more stuff they just haven't had time to put it out it's midnight that's the first thing I thought and then I just seriously started grabbing whatever was in front of me. And I saw Kylo Ren in the corner of my eye, like three and three quarter. I grabbed it. And then like I saw like I think a thin black series in front of me. And then a hand reached over me and grabbed it. And I went, all right, it's going to be like that. I just started just grabbing whatever was in front of me. <laughs> like, I, I just I panicked. I was like, ah, 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 there's get the fast with three and three quarter. Ah, Kylo Ren. Ah, ah. And I just started grabbing all the stuff and showed it in my box. And I was like, I looked at my friend Adam. And we're both like kind of, uh. And I said, let's go. I just, <laughs> 
did not want to be there because I knew it was going to be a riot afterwards. Because basically, after we, like, the basically five people, like the first like five to eight people got stuff. After that, nothing. Man. So overall, I, I'd say like, you know, there, I, there, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know if there was a hundred people in line. There was definitely almost a hundred, like probably between like 70, 80, 90, 200, whatever. I can, I don't know the exact number, but my point is. All those people didn't get a thing. There was a guy, in fact, there was a guy, I felt so bad. And I don't know if you're listening, Glenn. There was a nice gentleman who waited in line, who was fourth in line with us. And uh, we went, we all went up there and got our stuff. And I'm like, I want to leave before I got jumped. That's how I felt mm. because I felt guilty. But at the same time, I'm like, I was the first one here. So I shouldn't feel that guilty. Exactly. I waited like hours before anyone else ever showed up. Um, Besides the guy who ran in front of me and grabbed all the black series. Um, when I went in line, I saw the guy Glenn leaving and I overheard the conversation. I felt so bad. I, mean, I really feel bad. I think Toys R Us owes this guy personally because he got there way before everybody else. And because everyone was like, it was, the, the store wasn't organized and they had hardly anything. He's leaving. And the, I heard the, like the, the manager say, oh, you just got here. You're already leaving. And I looked over, and he had nothing in his hands. I felt so bad. I, and I was already in line. I had no idea. I probably would have given some of my stuff, to be honest. Like, well, I probably, I'm really selfish. I probably wouldn't have. But I don't know. I hope I say I hope I would. Because <laughs> by the time, like, he was leaving, I was already checking out. And I was like, uh, and he looked really sad. I was like, uh, I felt so bad. Felt so bad. And, and I think there was a lot of people like that. And there was a guy swearing at a manager, you know, like, you didn't get very much stuff in, blah, blah, blah. And, and I was like, it's getting ugly. And, you know, I mean, at the same time, I don't really blame him for being upset because, you know, again, like all my friends had done the Midnight Madnesses before. Like they were telling me stories of like having just plethora of figures and they're all over the place and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And this had hardly anything. And we, when we flew, literally flew to the next target and they had nothing. And then everyone was on. And then everyone's like, we're going to Walmart now. And I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? And this is what I did. I decided to not go to midnight to the you know, target, to the Walmarts. And I thought, well, here's the thing. We know Target and the other stores in the area that are going to do Force Friday in the morning. And all these collectors and everyone else did their stuff at midnight. Well, I'm going to take my chances in the morning for the ones that weren't open at midnight. And sure enough, I was able to get everything I wanted that I didn't get on midnight madness and got it in the morning. And it's just because I, I took, again, I took the time off of work to make sure that I could get the stuff I wanted because I, I over-prepared and over-planned and, and it's set. And here's my point. It's sad that I had to do that to secure, to get the things that I wanted. I, I mean, I had to overplan to get toys. It really <laughs> makes me sick to, to think that I had to do that. And that's just my personality in general. But really, in all honesty, like they need, they meaning Toys R Us and these other stores and Hasbro, they should have had everyone stocked to the brim. They, they I don't know Great. what happened. And, and maybe you can help me, Tim, because, and, and I'm not sure, you, Kyle, if you did the Midnight Madness or not, but to me, what changed? Like what? 
What if there had plethora of stuff before and everyone had their pick take, you know, pick for the most part. I mean, there's always a rare figure, right? There's always that. And, that, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But the fact that people left empty handed and still waited like almost four hours. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so, man. so I don't know. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like, it was very disappointing. I, th- I felt it was very unorganized and that's not, not necessarily Hasbro's fault maybe, but there's, there was something going on the, where this seemed like to be a, a reoccurring theme all over the country that there was, there were some Toys R Us's that, that seemed that they had the most, but a lot of them seemed very unorganized and targets and they didn't have much stuff. And, I, it was, I guess, it was disheartening a little bit, and our, it's funny because of all all the crap people give Walmart, and I'm one of them, right? And I think we joked about this on the on the show uh, previously, or the, the before the show, was that Walmart probably had the best selection of everybody. They had they had the most figures because everyone who went to a Walmart, like my friend Dave, went to Toys R Us and went right to Walmart for the three and three quarter. He got what he wanted. And other stories I'm hearing about, oh yeah, I went to Walmart and they had a bunch of stuff there still. It's like, of all the places that people, you know, Walmart gets the, the, the biggest bad rap, whatever, but that ended up saving a lot of people's Force Fridays, you know? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I think if the next Midnight Madness, which we know that'll happen, there better be, I almost think, to be honest, I almost think Toys R Us needs to send an apology out to everybody and say, you know, we know a number of our stores were, were cut short and we apologize profusely. We know we can't take it back necessarily, but we're going to work on, here's a coupon or, or, you know, say what store you're at. And, you know, cause they probably have a list of the stores that were shorthanded or whatever. We'll keep a list of that and then say, you know, I was at this store, blah, blah, blah. And then whatever it's something like that to make it up to the fans that got kind of, you know, for lack of a better word, screwed over a little bit. Yeah, I mean, mine was kind of the same way where I had a, it was about, you said when you said about 100, I thought that was a little more than what I had, but it was about 75, something like that. And I got to wait in line about 9 o'clock, 9.30. I was about the 20th person in line, and I felt really good about, okay, this is a good spot. I mean, like you said, Paul, just thinking back to the previous Midnight Madness they did for the prequels, there was a lot of stuff for everybody to get something. I mean, like you said, there was always that one rare figure that you probably miss out on unless you were first in line. Or had connections, like working at Toys R Us like I did. <laughs> That's how I got Darth Maul for episode one. But when I when they let us in, it was kind of, like you said, not in the front, but it wasn't all the way in the back. It was its own section. And before we got there, they were handing out the posters, the very cool Kylo Ren poster, which made going to the Midnight Madness for Toys R Us worth it. Probably saved it, actually. But by the time I got there... Yeah, everything was pretty much gone. I didn't see one Black Series figure. They were already off the shelves. And just, as I was making my way through the crowd, I kept seeing figures flying off the shelves. Like, oh, man, I got to get in there somehow. And all all I got that night was a regular flame, tro- flame Trooper and then one of those, like, deluxe armor-up uh, First Order Troopers on there. That was pretty much it. So when I got that, it was kind of sucks, too, because like you were saying, Paul, how there's a lot of disappointed people. I didn't necessarily hear too many people complaining while I was in the store, but there was a guy in front of me who was like, as we were waiting in line, he was just so excited to be a part of this. And like, he's a big Star Wars fan. He's like, as they're letting people in, it's like, oh man, I can't believe this is happening. Like, new Star Wars toys. This is, I'm going to get new Star Wars toys. I can't wait. I'm so excited. And as, as I was going to the cash register, I see him and he has nothing in his hands. It's like, he was just kind of desperately looking for something. Like you said, for that guy, Glenn, you just felt bad for him or 
there's a lot of people were like that where they just didn't get anything. And yeah, I just really thought it was going to be more how it was for the prequels and even more so for the force awakens, just knowing how much everybody's looking forward to this. They Lucasfilm and Disney have done such a big push for force Friday, promoting it. So giving that hashtag, having the live streaming, you thought they'd be really, really well prepared to have enough supplies for everybody. And even the manager came out in Toys R Us I was at saying, like, we got our shipments, we got enough for everybody, we just got to make sure there's three per customer, and that's it, but we got plenty, so everyone should be able to get something, but that was not the case at all. Like, kind of in your case, Paul, it was just the first few people in line who were able to get the good stuff. I mean, I didn't get... Unfortunately, my Captain Phasma, no version of Captain Phasma was on there, except that I got the Funko Pop one. I had to make sure I walked out of the Midnight Matters with something from Captain Phasma. But yeah, it was just a little disappointing on the Midnight Madness front. But on the next day when you got, I kind of did more of a, I guess, toy hunting. I went to Walmart, Target, and Barnes & Nobles to get stuff. I didn't have much success with action figures that day, um, but I got plenty of awesome t-shirts i got some bobbleheads a captain phasma bobblehead and a kylo ren bobblehead and a really cool bb8 plus so my fourth friday i would i had fun it was except i got some cool stuff so i wouldn't say oh it was such a bummer and like a drag i didn't get anything because realistically i wasn't going to get too many figures anyway just a kylo ren and captain phasma and some troopers which i was able to get so it was just a little disappointing, just on a whole level for fans on that Midnight Madness. That's kind of what I'm singling out, just Midnight Madness. Because even on Twitter, you saw, or at least I did, a lot of people saying the same situations we had where Toys R Us just really had nothing. And you just go in expecting to see something, some figures on there, but it's just empty pegs. And that's, that's what makes it unfortunate. It was supposed to be this big event for Midnight Madness. It just sounded like a lot of Toys R Us and. Maybe other stores too. They were just well understocked, but which was a shame. But I did have fun on just hanging out in line with some fans on there talking about Star Wars and stuff. So that was fun. Just the actual aspect of getting the figures was a little disappointing. But I think in the end, it all worked out for me. On um, the next Friday, I did some shopping and got some cool stuff. So in the end, Force Friday was a success. But Kyle, I think you had much better <laughs> success at your Walmart than most people did at Toys R Us. Yeah, and you know, it's unfortunate. I mean, I've I've heard you guys' stories before, and like you said, I've seen stories from tons of people on Twitter um, who had bad experiences at Toys R Us where there were just, you know, huge crowds pushing over each other and, you know, collectors who were jumping ahead of kids to grab yeah, stuff. That's and um you know, it's, I mean, it really is a shame. And at the same time, I'm wondering, like, is it their fault for being understocked? Or did people just have too high expectations of what they were going to have there in the first place? I mean, unlike you guys, I wasn't really old enough to, you know, go to any of the midnight launches for um, the toys for the prequels. I mean, I guess, you know, I could have gone to episode three. I was like 14 when that came out. But, um, you know, I, I wasn't like that big of a collector at that point. I would just ask my parents for toys when I saw them at Target or whatever. I never went to like a midnight launch for anything at Toys R Us. Um, but so, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I can't compare it in that aspect, I guess. I don't know how many toys they had before, but like from what Paul was describing, he said they had like 20 pegs with like three figures each on there. I'm like, well, normally if you walked into a Toys R Us and saw that many Star Wars figures, you'd think, man, they got a ton of stuff here. Um, it's just when you've got a line of a hundred uh, you know, hungry fans outside waiting to, to grab as much stuff as they can. Um, you know, that stuff's going to go real quick. So, 
Um, I guess, you know, normally, I mean, it seems like most stores just didn't get a huge selection of stuff, like, to uh, to meet the needs of, uh, you know, all these collectors who were coming on Force Friday. But for, you know, any other day, um, it's like they got pretty much what would just be a standard shipment. Um, and then, you know, but of course they hyped it up on social media and everything and made people think there was going to be like a ton of stuff. And it's like, well, we just have like a normal selection of the new Star Wars stores and they just went super quick. Um, but yeah, as for my story, I mean, I almost feel a little bit bad going last because I obviously had the, maybe not, well, maybe not the best look. Cause I know Paul, you got a bunch of stuff too, but obviously this <laughs> yeah. was a, a much more hectic experience. Um, yes. I just went to my local Walmart and this was after, you know, sort of some deliberation. I'm like, well, should I go to Toys R Us? Like that'll probably be more fun getting to spend time in line with other fans, Um, but I was also like, that'll probably have a longer line and I'll either have to get there early and wait in line for a long time or I'll be farther back in line and probably not get as much stuff. So I gambled on my local Walmart, um, and got, got there at, uh, I don't know. I probably didn't get there till like 1130 or so with a friend of mine who (laughs) wasn't even that big of a collector, but kind of came along with me just for the fun of it. And I get there, there's no line outside because it's a 24 hour Walmart anyways, Um, so I get in there and I go back and like the further and further we're getting into it, I'm like, where are all the Star Wars people? Like, where's all the signs for the Star Wars stuff? Um, so we go back to like the toy aisle, which is in the, you know, the back section of the store and they already had the Force Awakens stuff out. You know, it's like 1130 or so, and they've got all the episode seven stuff just like sitting right out there in the middle of the floor, like in this big cardboard display case with, you know, bins and, um, little cubby holes and stuff. Um, and they've just got plastic wrap all around it. And there was a manager right there sort of guarding it and being like, okay, guys, you can't, you know, it's not midnight yet. You can't touch any of this stuff. Don't take any of it. Um, and there were maybe like six or seven other guys there who were waiting for stuff, all kind of, you know, mid twenties or so, um, you know, maybe college age or so, you know, guys around my age who were just, you know, there to be collectors and there weren't really any kids or older parents or anything. Um, and they were already there kind of like scoping it out, like going around the display and looking and seeing like, okay, here's all the black series and here's the three and three quarter inch. And, oh, I want this one and I want that one. Um, luckily, they did have enough there for, you know, the few of us who were there. Um, they had a pretty good number of black series figures, maybe like, I don't know, 25 to 30 of them total. Um so I think they, you know, with wow. that wave of, with that wave, well, with that wave of five, they had, you know, Kylo Ren, uh, Finn, Ray, the First Order Stormtrooper, and Chewie. Um, and I think there were at least four of each figure. Um, That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, there, well, there were four uh, Stormtroopers, and I got the last one of those. Um, because since those guys had all gotten there before me, like when it got to 1201 and the manager was like, okay, now you can go at it. And they cut the the plastic wrapping off and let us go at it. Um, I was like, okay, those guys were here first. So I'll let them take their pick of the black series figures. Meanwhile, I went around to the other side, made sure I grabbed myself a three and three quarter inch captain phasma. Um, and no Kyle. Oh wait. That's right. We'll get into that later. Yeah. And then, uh, so then I went back around, um, and they, st- there were still like maybe two or three Kylo Ren's left. Cause they had had a bunch of those. There were probably like six or seven of those to start out with. Um, so I grabbed a Kylo Ren. I think I got the last, I got the last Stormtrooper and I might've gotten the last Finn. Um, and then there were still like a couple of Ray and BB-8. So I grabbed one of those two. Um, and then the Chewie, you know, poor Chewie, like nobody wanted him just because we all already had a Same. six inch Chewie. <laughs> um, and I'm like, 
I love Chewie, but I've already got a six-inch Chewie, and he looks pretty much the same. Like, you can tell it's a little bit different, but it's not like he has a different weapon or has a new outfit or anything like that, because Chewie is Chewie. So, um, I didn't get that, but I did get, uh, yeah, I got Kylo, Ray, Finn, the Stormtrooper, and then the three-and-three-quarter-inch Captain Phasma. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they didn't have, like I said, they didn't have, like, a huge selection of stuff, Um I think some of those other guys, they they picked through a lot of the three and three quarter inch figures. I was only there to get a, a Captain Phasma, but I know they took a lot of the Stormtroopers and Kylo Ren's and stuff like that. Um, and then, I mean, the, just some of the other stuff I saw there at the Walmart, they had a lot of like the electronic lightsabers. Um, they had a couple of the Poe Dameron X-Wings. Um, see, I didn't even see those at my Toys R Us. Yeah, and you know, I haven't seen a lot of those in other places that I've gone since then too. But they, like I said, they only had like two of them. So um, I'm guessing most places didn't get very many of those. Um, But yeah, I mean, overall they didn't have like as big of a section of star Wars stuff as I thought they would have. It was just this one, um, you know, cardboard display thing sort of in the middle of the aisle. And then as we were going through that, like after it was midnight, they started putting some more stuff up on the shelves like where they normally have it in the star Wars section of the toy aisle, but it was mostly just like the cheap plastic lightsabers and some more of the three and three quarter inch figures. Um, and some of like the 12 inch jumbo figures too, but I wasn't really looking for those. Um, so I, I walked out of Walmart with, uh, you know, pretty happy getting all the, the black series figures I'd been looking for. Um, the next day I went to target, I got the aftermath novel and I got a couple of the, um, the black series titanium diecast figures or not okay. figures, the, uh, the ships. Kyle, I have a quick question. Oh when yeah. Sure. When you plan on reading aftermath? Huh? When do you plan on reading aftermath? Uh, soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were talking about this before the show and Paul's giving me crap because I'm a slow reader and don't read. I'm a slow reader I, too and, and because I haven't read every single one of the new star Wars books that's, <laughs> you know, comes out and we were talking about the, uh, the young reader novels and, uh, you know, lost stars and all those new ones. And I was like, yeah, I was thinking about reading one of those cause it seemed more interesting than the others. And he's like, wait, you don't read every single star Wars book that comes out. I'm like, no, not every single one. <laughs> a lot of them, but not every single one. But I'm definitely going to read Aftermath. Um, okay, okay. Hopefully, Tim and I can both read it in time to uh, review it on our next episode. But we'll see about that. The next episode? No way. Yeah, I I can read a book in less than a week if I get sucked into it. So if we record again in a couple weeks, I'm like, I could have it done by then. It's possible, but I'm not making any promises. Uh, <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> It's possible. Why don't you get out there and find out? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so anyway, yeah. So I got a couple of the, the titanium diecast vehicles. Um, I got the um, the Resistance X-Wing and the First Order TIE Fighter. Um, so those are pretty cool. Um, and then just today I went to Kohl's. And so this was kind of still part of my Force Friday haul, even though it wasn't actually Force Friday. But they've got a ton of new Episode 7 shirts, you know, T-shirts and uh, clothing and stuff over there. Um, but the T-shirts were on sale like two for 20. Um, yeah. And, Paul, I got to thank you for, you know, heading me up on this ahead of time because you – I mean, of course, all of us have been sharing our stuff on Twitter over the weekend and posting pictures of, you know, oh, I got this from this place and this from this place. Um, and you said you had gone to Kohl's and then you posted some pictures of some pretty cool shirts. And I was like, Oh, is that where you got those from? Um, so of course I had to go check it out for myself. They were four for, or they were two for 20. And then I also had a coupon for like $10 off if you spend $30 or more. So I got like four shirts for 30 bucks. That's a great Um, deal. 
Yeah, Walmart's and, really good too. Their teaser's like only seven fifty. Yeah, see, they're cheap, but actually when I went to when I was at Walmart at midnight, um, they also rolled out a rack of uh they rolled out like a rack of Star Wars costumes and then another rack of uh Star Wars t shirts. And I was looking through that and I just wasn't you know, there were none that jumped out at me as like, oh, I've gotta have that shirt. Um, you know, I think there was yeah. a BB-8 one. There might have been like a long sleeve Kylo Ren one, but um, oh, really, man, they had some good ones where I was at. A lot of a cool Kylo Ren and Captain Phasma one, but I picked up like this is making the trip worthwhile. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, they might have more now. Maybe they just didn't have any, everything out at midnight, or maybe it's just I don't know. My taste. There yeah, no, really kind of surprised too that they about, had but... that many good shirts left. If they did put yeah. them out at night, they were pretty well stocked. So maybe you're right. Whereas the next day they put those shirts out. Mm-hmm. Well. You know, if we're talking about Star Wars shirts, the new ones. They're, so how I found out about it was these advertisements that come out on Twitter, they actually work, believe it or not, because I had no idea Kohl's was even being a part of Force Friday until I'm on Twitter. And now, mind you, I want to I want to present to you guys what happened to me on my Force Friday. This is what happened. So I go to midnight, I get my stuff, I get back, I go to sleep at 2 o'clock. I get up at 6 a.m., go to a couple different stores. I get home at like 9 – or no, I get home around, yeah, 9.30. I'm exhausted, but I'm also wired because I got all this new Star Wars stuff. So I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I'm on Twitter, like, you know, read about everyone's stuff. And then I see an advertisement for Kohl's, and I go, oh, Kohl's. Because I also wanted to get, like, pillows blankets i totally forgot about that and i had some money left over that i was proud because okay here's the thing i'm married and my wife and i like we didn't fight but i had to bargain i had to you know just scratch and claw for whatever i could get (laughs) you know and i remember her being like i i'll put it this way i i wanted 70 i wanted a hundred dollars more than i wanted right it, this is what she said to me. You break down your whole what you what you want, and you prove to me why you need a hundred dollars more, and I will give it to you. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, you're on. So I go, blah 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 blah. I, 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 I honestly, and she probably won't ever listen to this, so if she doesn't. Don't tell her. Um, I just threw out a ridiculous. I just I kind of threw in a bunch of stuff I wasn't planning on getting necessarily, <laughs> so I could show her and go, this is why I need a hundred dollars more. But then I, but I looked at her. Okay, it's like seventy something dollars, but just give me another hundred dollars. It's like two hundred twenty-five dollars, right? She goes, "No, I'm going to give you exactly that number." <laughs> so I threw out three seventy-six, and she gave me three seventy-six. Nice. That's how ridiculous she is. So no, I love her. She and and honestly, Morgan, my wife has been amazing because she only, she actually didn't count the books that I got, which is really cool. I mean, that's, that's why I basically spent over $400 on stuff, which we'll, I'll get into my, my haul later. But, um, but yeah, I'm on Twitter and I see the Coles and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. And when I went there, um, for, this is a, a pro tip for all you guys. They have three and three quarter action figures there, which I had no idea. And I was like, Whoa, I, I know I, I did know they had action figures there for like the two packs for the mission series um, Star Wars Rebels. That's where I got my Sabine figure, um, but I I didn't know they actually had single figures there too now. So and they had a whole like display case of them, like of just for Star Wars First Friday or just for the Star Wars stuff. Period, which blew me out of the water to be honest. And it was awesome because I saw they had so much different stuff than like Target or anyone else had. Like the shirts, yeah. they're different than Walmart. They're very different. And 
I, I did find my force away or excuse me, my Kylo Ren throw blanket, which was a big deal for me. It wasn't the one I wanted necessarily. There's, there's another one at Target or excuse me at Walmart, I think, but it won't be. I hate to say it. Don't tell my wife this, but it won't be the first blanket or last blanket that I get. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, I, I got that and I got one of the shirts that Kyle got. Um, if you follow Kyle on Facebook, I'm not sure if, if any of your listeners do, but if they do, I, I got the, the picture you took, Kyle. I, I got the top right one. I'm actually wearing it right now. Um, I, you know, it's funny cause, uh, the, the shirt, other shirt you have of like the big display of like Kylo Ren with face in the background and the phasmas to his left, uh, well to his right necessarily, if you're looking at the shirt and then he's like below with, his, with that awesome picture of like the stormtroopers behind him and it's a star Wars at the bottom. I'm not sure if it's a star Wars at the bottom of the, on the shirt, but, um, that picture is one of my favorite new pictures of the of the sequel trilogy right now that's been, that's been out there. I bought the uh, black canvas uh, picture frame or whatever you want to call it uh, of that at Target, mm-hmm. and it, it's I, I saw the shirt and I went, I already have the canvas. Do I need the shirt? And the shirt that I I have right now, it's basically just the logo the, of the all or not the logo, but um, it's just the the packaging picture. Which I think is amazing, by the way, and it just says Star Wars in red, and then like the Force Awakens in in over that the the regular uh, picture from all the logo from the you know the the well, packaging because I want to call it the dressing, but the packaging. <laughs> um, it's a it's an amazing shirt. It really it really you know stuck out to me. I was like, whoa, whoa, that's a great shirt. So I bought that one, and I'm planning on buying more. But Walmart just you know. I don't know. I, I don't really want to go to Walmart. Not because it's like beneath me by any means. I want to go there and get stuff. But I kind of feel that it's already going to be picked over by this point. Yeah. But Kohl's is a little more under low key as far as that goes. I, a lot of people kind of forget about it. So I, I, I can't recommend Kohl's enough. They had a lot of cool stuff. And they have toys. They had um, a bunch of like, uh, like you know, canister stuff for like drinking water with Kylo Ren on it that like I wanted to buy. But I'm like, I'm never going to use it. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I yeah. want to collect stuff. <laughs> right, right. But um, is this? It's, by the way, is this? A, can I just kind of go into what I got for uh, Force Friday stuff? Yeah, go for it. All right, yeah. So you know, I I got everything I wanted. I got all the six inch uh, Black Series figures minus Chewbacca, Kyle. Just like you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't have a Chewbacca, but I just don't really care about getting Chewbacca Black Series. You know, I I only had a few Black Series before, and this is my time to really shine on the Black Series. You could say and really invest in it. And to be honest, I don't know about you guys. I wasn't a, especially the Black Series. The Black Series, the pictures that people were taking of it that weren't the professional Hasbro ones, wasn't very impressed. And upon buying them and looking at them, I think they actually are really good. In fact, I think Ray, it's funny, the pictures of Ray that I saw online looked awful. Her actually out of the box, I can see her and watch her and look at her move a little bit. It's it's a great looking figure. The face actually looked good. Usually the faces are awful for like you know human likeness um my only complaint and it's not really hasbro's fault because it's the the character design's fault what do you guys think of her boots they're like peter pan shoes <laughs> <laughs> and i, I and it's funny because I, I unboxed everything with my wife and um and it's funny i said oh my gosh morgan look at she's got peter pan shoes and she goes 
it's funny because I have shoes like those, and I called them my Peter Pan shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and I had no idea. <laughs> but that's what I mean. I was like, they bug me. I kind of wish they were a little bit higher. They're like ankle boots. It's weird. It's just it, whatever. Um, it's a minor minor detail. But no, but the, she looks phenomenal. Um, I think uh, the stormtrooper. My stormtrooper looks a little weird. I think the eyes. I think I got a messed up one. I don't know. I, I don't know about you guys. Um, do, Kyle, does your stormtrooper uh, black series look okay? Like it, my eye, look, one of the eye part looks kind of off. Oh no, mine looks fine. I don't. Maybe maybe I'm just being weird. I don't know. Yeah, um, I have to leave the black series talk to you guys since I got bupkis. Oh <laughs> man, I feel bad. Poor me. I know. I'm sorry, Tim. Um. And then, nah, um, and then as far as, um, as far as Kylo Ren, um, like the black series figure, I was not a fan of the figure. Like we talked about this, I don't know on the show or before the show, Kyle, but we were not a fan. We both weren't really too high on the black series figure again, like from the pictures we saw online, but now that it's, I have it in my hand and it's beautiful. I mean, oh, the yeah. cloth isn't my favorite, but it works, and I kind of see where they went with it. And it's not like you said; it's you know over the top where it's like all super flimsy and it's like barely stays on. It no, it's a it's a really detailed piece of work, and I gotta say they they really knocked it out of the park on these figures. I think they're fantastic, and it's funny because maybe it's because I love these two characters, but I think the Finn and Kylo Ren Black Series are phenomenal. They they look outstanding. Um, Finn's now, figure is great. Yeah, Paul, you did the same thing I did, right? Which, as soon as I took my Finn Black Series out of the box, I confiscated the blue lightsaber from my pilot Luke Sixth Black Series figure that I had, and I'm like, Finn needs a lightsaber. <laughs> Actually, I don't have any of the other Black Series figures besides Boba Fett's and uh, Luke Skywalker Return of the Jedi. Oh, so okay. I actually whipped, uh, whipped out my uh, three and three quarter Luke blue lightsaber and gave it to my three and three quarter <laughs> Finn. Oh, the three and three quarter fit. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I did. Nice. Um, but yeah, as, as far – so I love – so right now my glowing review for people who haven't bought stuff and they're on the fence, which I'm not sure if you are or not. If you are, the Black Series figures are really – actually I think are really good, which I'm not a big Black Series guy. Um, but these, I think they went – I think Hasbro really, really above and beyond for these ones. I think, I think they really knew that – if they didn't get these right, they would never hear the end of it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they hear, they don't hear the end of it of any mistake they make. And I kind of feel sorry for them in that way a little bit, a little bit, but I, I feel that we got to give them credit where credit's due. I thought, I think their, their action figures look great right now. And I think Ray is actually a good looking like female action figure. She's not like her face is all messed up and looks awful or anything like that. I mean, it's, she's an appropriate, like she's looks outstanding. So, um, yeah, I love the Black Series. As far as the three and three quarter go, I got all the Wave One three and three quarter figures except for Luke and Vader. Um, my right now, like I think they all look great. I know Kyle, you're not really a fan of the the Kylo Ren, which baffles well, me. It's not that I'm not a fan of it. It's just, I mean, like you said, when we've been looking at the pictures before, there was I got I thought there were like two different Kylo Rens. There is, um, and there was one that I thought didn't look that great, and there was one that I thought looked really good from the picture. Um, just looking at them in hand when I was there in Walmart, like I only saw one three and three quarter inch one, um, or I don't know, maybe I saw two. Cause no, I think there was like, there was one with the hood up and one with the hood down. The one with the hood um, down looks awful. Yeah. And see, I wanted the one with the hood up, but I guess the, the sculpt on the mask just didn't look quite right. 
Um, but also, I mean, what you were saying with, when we saw the pictures of the black series, um, I was a little worried about that because of like the cloth hood. I love these action figures with the cloth stuff on them because I think it just adds a nice little, uh, you know, some extra detail. Um, like I've got the six inch Vader and the, the cloth cape on him is like amazing, except that it's maybe a little too long in the sense like it drags all over the place and gets dusty and stuff. But um, with the Kylo Ren, I mean, I love that they did his robe and everything in the cloth. It was just the hood from the pictures looked like the hood wasn't going to stay on his head very well. Yeah, it um, did. You're right. It didn't. But then when I saw him in the box, I was like, okay, well, all the figures they've got here, like in the box, it looks like the hood is staying down low pretty well, but it could just be the box like holding it in place. But I'm going to just kind of take my chances and hope that it, you know, it's going to stay that way. And so far it has. I mean, he looks great. You know, I'm, I'm holding it in my hand right now. I took him and Finn from their dueling on the shelf and I've got all my figures in front of me on my <laughs> desk here so I can kind of look at him as we're talking about him. Yeah. Um, my only gripe with my six inch Kylo Ren is that I got one with a kind of curved lightsaber blade. Oh, um, weak dude. But I mean, it's, it's not too bad. So, um, speaking of the lightsaber, I'm going to, I I forgot to mention this when we we're talking about Coles. If you look on the new Cole uh, website, or if you go inside the store, there's a new kid shirt that I am extremely jealous that they have not made an adult version oh, of this. I, think I, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, uh, yeah, I think you know exactly where I'm going, Tim. It's that Kylo Ren is just holding up the lightsaber of just yep. his hands. Oh my god! Oh, I and saw it glows in the dark. <laughs> oh, oh. Dude, I picked it up not even knowing it was a kid shirt. I was like, "Ooh, a large, great." Then actually, and like, then you realize how tiny it is. Yeah, like, oh, what's this? <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw that when I was there too. Oh man, I, I just, I, Coles, please, please release that as a men's shirt. I would buy eight of them. <laughs> oh, I give, I'll, if they do that, guys. I'll buy you all shirts. They're all on me. <laughs> so, I'll, nice. Yeah. Um, but no, so yeah, so the, the black series, I think we we both like that. Um, the three and three quarter figures. Again, the five points articulation. I, I'm not a collector. I have a lot of the original, or a lot of the, some of the original release figures, mostly from Empire and Jedi when I was a kid, and then those always have a special place in my heart. And I have a number of them I've collected off and on over the years, more so in the last couple years than 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 before. Um, I I think these look great too. Um, I think especially again the Ray in three and three quarter. She looks like. Array. She looks like Princess Leia, actually. But <laughs> you know, the spoiler alert if anyone's paying attention. Um, no, I was kidding. Um, I think the fit and they all look great. Um, I think even the resistance soldier that you can get anywhere, it looks awesome. Um, yeah, I, I think they all look fantastic. Uh Fasma looks great. I mean, uh, to be honest, I was shocked I even got them. I mean, I was going crazy. When I went into the Midnight Madness, I was like, ah, figures. And in fact, I got Kylo Ren three and three quarter and Phasma, both of them three and three quarter. I was shocked. I was shocked. So, um, but right now, I think the the one figure besides obviously Kylo Ren and Phasma, because they're amazing looking. Um, the one figure that sticks out to me of all these is uh, Constable Zuvio. Um, he is a Jakku like policeman, essentially. And this the overall design and the and the scope of the figure just looks like someone you could see just just hanging out in Jabba's palace. He looks amazing. Um, I'm really intrigued by this character. It just and I feel I feel that the design and, and the the scope of the design this, it just they they are a perfect match together. So 
I think if I had to pick one figure without Kylo Ren or, or Phasma being involved, I think this one is the next one, um, or is my absolute favorite of, of all of them. And then um, I got like a bunch of um, I got the canvas uh, painting of like that that design of the, the Kylo Ren and Star Wars logo, which is awesome. We yeah, that thing before. looked amazing. I saw that at Target and thought about getting it, but I was trying not to spend it's, too much. It was twenty dollars, and, and you know what? The reason I got it was because I wanted that in a poster form, and. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I'm a little. I kind of regret buying it now because it's so dark. It's hard to see Kylo Ren at the bottom. Oh, okay. A, l- a little bit. I mean, I don't know. I might. It still. It, it actually looks really nice. It still looks amazing. And my wife was like, "Oh no, this looks great. You can see him." But I don't know. I'm just probably being weird about it. But um, it still looks fantastic. Um, I got the. Uh, <laughs> I have a little story about this. You know the uh, coupon for uh, Target. Well, yeah. I used one at Tar- Toys R Us, and then I used another one the next day at Target. <laughs> and so I go up to the to the line, right? And the, the lady goes, um, "Oh, uh, I'm sorry, you don't have enough for the for the uh, the, the coupon." And it's 108 dollars, and I'm like, <laughs> "Uh, that's weird because it says 108 dollars." Oh, I'm sorry, it, it's before taxes, uh, or, at, or yeah, it was before taxes. I went, "Oh, okay." Oh, I was like, "Wait." What? So yeah, and you're at like $98. I was like, what? So I was like, hold on. And luckily it wasn't that busy, so I was able to like run back there. So this is how they get me, right? So I go back there and I and I'll get to the other stuff I got too. So I have a bunch of stuff in there. And I'm like running around. I'm like, oh, I was here's what I was gonna get. I was gonna get one of those like little uh notebooks that had like some stormtroopers on it for like a dollar fifty, thinking like well, because I already grabbed like one of the, the Kylo Ren one, you know, and I already bought like a, a all the peaches, so I couldn't get those. <laughs> so I was like, Dang, I don't want to get two of these. I don't even know what the hell I'm gonna do with the with these already. <laughs> so I was like, oh crap, what do I do? So I almost bought like I the the stormtrooper like notepad one, whatever uh, composition notebook, whatever. And I looked down, and I I, I can't believe I almost. I overlooked this. And this is the problem with Force Friday when they release everything on the same day because you overlook stuff, right? And I over almost overlooked one of my things, one of the things I really wanted, the sticker book. <laughs> so, I, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. The sticker book was $12. <laughs> now, now, okay, for the record, the DK puts out fantastic sticker books. I have this, and I have the reason I, I have a story for the reason why I buy sticker books. I'll get to that in a second. But, um, but here's the thing. So I'm like, Oh, sweet sticker book. And I, as I'm walking up there, I'm like, Oh great. I have enough to get for my $25 discount, blah, blah. And then I realized, wait a minute, this thing's like $12. So really I'm actually losing by getting this thing. <laughs> but I was like, ah, I don't care, whatever. Um, so I go up there and buy it. And I'm like, whatever. So, yeah, I got the sticker book. Now, the reason I love sticker books is, oh, I love stickers regardless of what it's for. But um, what, what, what do I exactly use stickers for? Well, I personally, what I do or what I did is um, I wanted to, I need to get a trash can for my room, right? Uh, FD Studios, which is where I'm recording from right now. <laughs> and uh, I, I needed a trash can and I was like, I want to get some Star Wars, but I didn't know if they'd ever, like, where can I get a Star Wars trash can? I looked online looking for, you know, R2-D2 uh, trash cans, and they're all pretty expensive. And I'm like, this is too much money. I had this brilliant idea of when we were at Ikea, and we bought 
a, a the really cheap like you know white all white wastebasket that was all you know not like a it's 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 not clear or anything it's just like all pure white and it's all solid so it just looks very boring and I, I thought I I bet I could buy I, I should buy sticker books and just decorate it with stickers of like all from the trilogies and Clone Wars and stuff so that's what I did I bought sticker books from rebels from the, the 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 previous trilogies they have like a, a big sticker book with all six movies that has stickers from all the movies about i already had a decal one from clone wars that i hadn't really used before and and then i just decorated all over with various things from all of the saga and and whatever and so now i got my sticker books for my stickers for that so um i was actually really excited so i could decorate my trash can <laughs> <laughs> See, um, I got the sticker book. I have one for, I think I have the a saga one, like you were describing. I was like, I don't want to take them out. <laughs> it looked funny once I take a few out and leave a few in. And it no, no, I understand. I understand because it's funny because I have the, um, I got, you know, the Force Awakens one. I put out a few and I'm like, ugh, I feel weird. Um, that being said, the sticker book, guys, is actually pretty cool. I was looking through it, and I'm like, man, if I was a kid, like, this would be amazing. Because they had, like, scenes that you can put in there and, like, put your stuff, you put stickers all over the place. And, like, oh, they, have, cool. they have, like, uh, really big stickers of the heroes. Like, and, and I know every sticker book kind of has them, but, like, these are actually bigger than the ones I think the, the other ones they had of Star Wars that I've seen. Um, like there's a huge one of Ray, a big one of Finn and Poe and Kylo Ren, and they have just really, really cool design stickers in there, like the logo and like Kylo Ren on top of the logo and stuff. I'm like really cool retro looking stickers that are really cool. So um, that was a pretty neat find. Um, I got the Kylo Ren exclusive Target um, Funko figure, which the hilarious thing was, I thought that was the regular one. But I got the exclusive one, not realizing that was a bobblehead hoodless one. And I remember when I opened it, I went, this looks weird. <laughs> I went, oh, it's a bobblehead. I didn't even realize it. So um, I got that. I got the peaches, uh, some composition notebook stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of. Did you get you the poster book? Uh, I didn't get the poster book. I didn't see it. Yeah, I got actually got that at Walmart. I don't know if okay. I saw it There's, there. I actually, I want to look. Did they, the Walmart have posters? Did you guys see those? Yeah, they did. Oh, did, see, I didn't see those there, but um, see, I need to go back to Walmart. Me too. Because um, I feel like it's the one I was at. I feel like they didn't roll everything out on Force Friday. Or if they did and they just didn't have that much stuff, then I need to go like check a couple other ones. Because I saw somebody posted a picture online of a Walmart that had a display of posters. They had like three new force awakens posters and they were like five bucks each. And I was like, I definitely want two of those. And that was part of the reason I didn't buy that canvas thing from target. Um, yeah, see, Cause I was like, mm -hmm. I've already got a ton of star Wars posters on the wall, on my walls and like art prints that I've bought from conventions and stuff. And I know I'm going to want some more force awakens stuff, but you know, I I'd rather get like two posters for 10 bucks than spend $20 on this thing. Right. Tim, do you remember what posters they had there? Like what were they of? A lot of them, I think, were actually in that poster book. Like, a oh, lot of them was the stuff you kind of see on merchandise and that kind of leaked during celebrations. Like, the one with Captain Phasma's head in the background. Then you see her in the flame oh, yeah. troopers. Mm -hmm. Then you got um, the Kylo Ren one. They got one with uh, just Ray, her on Jakku with BB-8. Then there's that one that was really – remember it came out where you just kind of saw the top. You see Finn holding the blaster with Chewie and Ray. 
Oh yeah, yeah, it's like that yeah, whole yeah. image. So now we see the whole picture of that oh, image. Right? That's what really that's cool. what I wanted. That's what I kept I kept thinking there was a poster that I really wanted to get that I forgot. I needed to order that tonight. Actually, after we get off the recall, because <laughs> I keep I keep forgetting about that. It's only five bucks. My wife didn't see that. Yeah, like when you look at it, it's like, man, this would actually make a really cool movie poster. <laughs> it was just drawn yeah. by two screws in, it'd be perfect. You're right. That would that would have been. Um, yeah, the poster book, I would have bought the poster book if I, even, I would have saw it. Um, they had like the Where's BB 8 thing, whatever. The, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I, I didn't get that though. Um, and then I'm trying to think, uh, you know, I got, all, I got, I got most of the toys, I got a ton of toys we already talked about. Um, I oh, I got the Kylo Ren mug. Did you get the Kylo Ren mug at least, Kyle? No, you know, because I'm not a coffee drinker. I don't drink coffee either. <laughs> what are you yeah, I, got, I got the one. I didn't get the Kylo Ren mug. I got the one that has Kylo Ren, Captain Phasma. Kind of like I said, the promotional images that we're seeing a lot now. Oh, no, no. See, I got the actual head. Yeah, I saw that one there too. Yeah. But I got It's not Captain Phasma, so I got to get the one with Captain I feel Phasma. I feel <laughs> yeah. No, you know, I have to say I was impressed, though, with the selection of stuff that they had at Target when I went there yeah. the next mm-hmm. day. Um, for any of you guys out there, like if you're looking for Star Wars stuff just for your house or whatever, I would definitely recommend going to Target. They actually also had a decent amount of action figures left when I went there on really? uh, yesterday morning. Um, or wait, no, yeah, it was yesterday morning. Because um, not all Targets per- participated in Midnight Madness, so they might have. Yeah, missed- mine didn't. Like okay. mine didn't do Midnight Madness. Otherwise, I probably would have went there instead of Walmart, so I could use that coupon. Um, but. Yeah, so the next morning, I mean, they opened at 8. I got there probably at, like, 10. Um, They were mostly out of stuff in the actual, like, the Star Wars section of the toy aisle. But then they had, had like, three aisles of Star Wars stuff in the seasonal section where they Mm -hmm. usually have, like, Christmas decorations or Halloween candy or whatever. Um, They had, like, three aisles of Star Wars stuff there. They had a display that had some Black Series figures, and uh, all the Stormtroopers were gone. And actually, there was a guy who was there, like, at the same time I was, who got the last Kylo Ren. Um, But they still had a bunch of, like, Rey and Finn and Chewie's. Um, I think they might have had some three and three-quarter inch figures down there, too. But they had, like, all the Lego sets um, and, you know, some of, like, the lightsabers and the big figures and stuff, too. But then they also had... You know, all that stuff you were talking about, Paul, like the the wall decorations and mm-hmm. the mugs and the T-shirts and poster, you know, poster books and sticker books and notepads and all this kind of stuff. They also had some really cool looking iPhone cases and yeah, uh, some like cool. earbuds and charger accessories and all that kind of stuff. So they just had like Star Wars everything. Um, and I was like, man, Walmart kind of missed the boat on this one. Or maybe they just didn't have all this stuff out at midnight. And maybe Walmart's got that now, too. So I should go back there and check. But yeah, now I feel um, like going back to Walmart. I mean, it's like, yeah, man, it it, it was a crazy it was a crazy morning, man, because I mean, it was a mad dash to get all this stuff. I also oh yeah, I got the Hot Wheels. I got a little rant here. I got I got I got I to complain and I got to see what you, how you guys feel about this. I'm a little irritated because um, I don't mind like the micro machine stuff. I think that's cool. Uh, I think it's cool they're bringing it back a little bit because I actually have a lot of the original micro machines from Star Wars still. Um, I actually had them in my cart, and I. But I, well, here's where my complaint comes from. I love the new diecast um, Hot Wheels uh, ships, and I have all of them. Well, I don't have the new Jedi Starfighter, but I haven't seen it out yet, so I don't know if it's out yet or not. But, um, but I, they had like the Millennium Falcon and the Tie Fighter one, 
which I totally forgot they were going to release that. I went, oh, sweet. And then I kind of complained a little bit because I'm like, wait, they're giving me the Millennium Falcon. I already have that. And the only difference is the radar dish. Give me a break, right? Um, which they could have put. Like, be inaccurate. Well, yeah, but at least <laughs> if you give me a TIE fighter and Poe Dameron's new X-Wing at least. If, you, know, you know what I mean? Like whatever. Um, but what's really irritating is that they have the Titanium series too. So I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So let me get this straight. You want to sell me a, a different company's basically same version of what Hot Wheels is giving me. It, that was really irritating because I want to collect all of one thing, but I, I love the ships. And I'm like, wait, you already have the Hot Wheels. But why are you giving me the Titanium series? I'm like, I, I almost like, I almost bit on, on the Titanium series. And then I said, no, I'm not going there. This is too much. This is going to like bleed me dry because I already have – all the Hot Wheels stuff. I'm not going down another road for this crap. And I that was a little irritating for me. It's like, really, you're going to get me on that? Um, that really bugged me. I don't know why. I don't know about you guys, but that's just, that, that double-dipping stuff is just really irritating to me. Like, the Micro Machines, it's different. They're a little bit cheaper. You get more ships. I can get that. These Titanium series, like, they're almost exactly the same, the, the same, like, uh, they're as big as the, as the Hot Wheels stuff. They're just made by a different company, practically. And that just really irritates me. It's like, really? I mean, like, at least with the Black Series figures, like, they're more expensive, but they're, like, actually upper scale. They're bigger. They have more articulation, blah, blah, blah. These are just a little bit bigger ships or whatever, or different size. That's it. They don't do anything special. So that was really irritating. So I put all the titanium stuff back, but I kept, I did keep the, the Hot Wheels stuff. You know, and again, we've talked about this before. I know we keep pounding the table to Kyle. He never listens to me. But I'm telling you, man, the 12-inch, uh, someone called them the bathtub figures, <laughs> which I think was pretty awesome. I, I don't know who said it on Twitter to me, but whoever ever did, kudos to you, man. That was hilarious. And maybe that's what they are. I don't know. Um, but the, the, these bathtub figures, I actually really like – I like them. I have a – my stormtrooper in my collection for my, my trooper collection, but my Kylo Ren, he looks fantastic. I mean, honestly, he looks amazing. His lightsaber looks amazing. The detail on him isn't, is really nice. He's, you know, he's, it looks like he can take a beating. Um, his hood's completely plastic. So it's not going to flop everywhere. Like that stupid Funko figure that looks awful. Um, I mean, yeah, he looks incredible. I, I I can't tell. I mean, the fin looks okay, but the 12-inch Kylo Ren figure, it, I think it looks outstanding. If you're a Kylo Ren fan, a real Kylo, Kylo Ren fan, Kyle, <laughs> um, you would get this figure. It's worth $10 in my opinion because you know why? You can, you can stand it up in your place and like, no, it's not. If it falls down, it's not going to get hurt. Whereas like the black series figure is delicate. This thing falls, this cloth thing gets hooked on like something. It takes a tumble dog. gets a hold of it for a second. It's done. This thing's going to take a beating. It's going to keep going. So if you, if you're around kids that, you know, you don't want to have something, but they're going to play with it. And you still want to have it around every once in a while. I, I recommend this figure. I think they actually look great to be honest, but you know, that's, you know, and also got like the, I said, the Kylo Ren blanket, at Cole, so in the shirt. So that's my whole Force Friday haul. I had a, I got some books for, I wrote all the books online from Amazon and I had to go into Barnes and Noble to get Aftermath. But, you know, it was a, man, talk about Star Wars Christmas. It was pretty, pretty insane for me. Yeah. It really was. I mean, it was like Christmas in September for a lot of people. Um, but, uh, Tim, was there anything else that you got that you, uh, wanted to tell us about? 
Well, you guys ready for my detailed uh, review of the Kylo Ren and Captain Phasma bobbleheads I got? Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, go. Well, they're still in the box right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> I got to clean some space out in my room where I want to display them, so until then, they're still in the box. But I have been having some fun with my BB-8 plush toy. That's like the only thing I got at Target. I wanted Aww. something of BB. I knew I couldn't get the Spiro toy, which after I saw that trailer looked awesome. Like, oh man, that thing looks I really so cool. want one. I got something to say about that real fast. You know, just really quick. It's funny because this toy alone is creating such a buzz for the Force Awakens. It's insane. People were asking me who aren't really like, huge Star Wars fans, hey, did you get that BB-8 toy? They have no business knowing who BB-8 is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's cool, though. I mean... No, it's awesome. I just wanted to say that really fast. Like, that toy is getting a lot of buzz, mainstream buzz in general. So that toy is going to be gone during Christmas. I didn't oh, yeah. believe it at first, but now I'm like, oh, that thing's, that thing's done. Yeah. Well, I think the fact that it's $150 is, you know, guarantees that there'll be, like, at least a few of them out there. Um, but still, yeah, they're, they're going to be going quick. I just think just for BB-8 in general as a character, just really show people just how it's going to be a cool toy to use, but just what an awesome character is going to be in the movie too. Yes. Yeah. That. So like, I just had to get something of BB-8, so I'm glad I found that plush toy. And it even makes sounds too. I don't know if you can hear it. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah I, I heard that. really cute. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I was tweeted out some pictures too, just kind of recreating that shot from the trailer of him poking his face out <laughs> from like <laughs> nice. a doorway or something like that. So <laughs> the size of it's good too. That's what I like. Definitely bigger than the Sphero. So just something to like keep like on my bed when I'm not sleeping in there, just have it displayed, just like try to pose the different shots of that, like I said, from the trailer. So that's probably my favorite thing I got so far as far as a, a toy anyway, because I love the shirts I got. <laughs> yeah, keep it in there when you're not sleeping. Whatever, Tim. We know you cuddle <laughs> with that thing all night. Hey, you, see, you know what? I don't want to crush it or anything. I was like, <laughs> accidentally sleep on it. Then it wakes me up with a sound. <laughs> Guys, I bought my Kylo Ren blanket for a reason because I'm using that to sleep with. I'm not, I don't care about anything else. My wife's yeah. like, so I have no qualms having Star Wars stuff in the bedroom. So that's all I got to say. It's yeah, awesome. I, I get you. But yeah, that was, like I said, I got a small haul as, as far as toys go. But like I said, definitely happy with the t-shirts I got that like that saved my forest Fridays being really happy with that. Cause I have plenty to choose from when I go see the movie on several viewings. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. You get a shirt for every, for every viewing. Exactly. <laughs> I hope you have a lot of shirts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got... I'm just waiting to get my, uh, I got aftermath the Barnes and Noble that I had to order online, Amazon, uh, lost stars and weapon of a Jedi. So I'm getting waiting for those to get here. What? They actually lost them. No, I'm saying I said no, lost, lost stars. Oh, Paul. they lost. I thought you said they lost them. I'm like, oh, those jerks. <laughs> yeah, Lost what? Stars is a novel about how Amazon lost my stars. <laughs> <laughs> he lost my five point star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was actually surprised Barnes and Noble didn't have them. I was expecting to get all of them when I got Aftermath, but I didn't see them there. So I just figured, yeah, I'll just go ahead and order them. Yeah, that is surprising. Again, like when I went to Target, that was part of the big display that they had there. Um, they had Aftermath and like all the other books, um, well, or, you know, those young adult books. It's funny because when I – earlier in the week, they had – every Target had Aftermath on the shelf before it was supposed to. It was really irritating. Oh, really? Yeah, and I, I had a bet with my wife 
we were at Target. I went, oh, it's the book I want to get. She's like, well, just get it. I'm like, I can't. They won't sell it to me. She's like, watch this. I'm like, they're not going to sell it to you. And sure enough, I didn't. I couldn't even be in the line with her. I'd be like, I'm just going to wait outside. But I went, I was outside at the doorway on the phone like waiting for her. I see her walk out. She's like, nope, sorry. <laughs> I said, I told you they're not going to sell it to you. And it was funny because um, there was an employee waiting for me outside of Target to get in. And he said, um, yeah, the, you know, I'm, I'm here to get Aftermath too because he had a day off or whatever. And he said that they'll price match Amazon. I was like, what? That's awesome. And I, I guess they might – I guess they price check stuff at Amazon at Target. So if there's – at least for books anyway. I don't know if it's books or everything. I don't know. Just that's something to keep in mind, people. Um, so an employee told me. I'm not sure if he's out of his mind or not. But uh, anyway – we go look for the book and we go back with the seasonal area where you're talking about, Kyle. We have all the books, right? Well, they have all the, 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 the young adult novels, except they don't have Aftermath. And then there's another place that had Aftermath that was empty as well. And the weird thing is that was the first time it opened for the fourth. So they had no – I saw it on I think the Tuesday or Wednesday of last week, but it wasn't there on Friday. And they went and searched the UPC code or whatever um, – or DPCI code, and it was funny. And they were like, oh, we have two copies, but we don't know where they are. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I think someone probably stole them or something. But, yeah, like they couldn't find them. So I was like, oh, crap. But thankfully I had a, a, a copy on hold at Barnes & Noble that I was able to get. So, um, But here's the weird thing about Barnes & Noble. When they open at 9 o'clock, granted, it's, again, it's 9 o'clock, they had no new Star Wars stuff out. Oh, oh yeah, weird. they must have put it out later. I went like in the afternoon about like one o'clock and they had a it was small but a display for like some of the new stuff they had out there. Yeah, and I, I asked her, I'm like, Oh, can you get us the novels? She's like, Yeah, hold on a second. And she's very nice, she's very sweet. But it was just funny. I'm like, why don't you guys already have this out? <laughs> you know? I'm like, you just weren't as excited as the rest of us. Well, no, but they're their new product though. You well, know right, I mean? like, yeah. I mean, it's it's that day and it needs to come out, like it's new. I mean you open at nine o'clock. It's not like you're open at four o'clock in the morning. You're, you're designed to have a, you know what I mean? Like it's just kind of weird when it just bugs me when people, places don't have things out when they're supposed to. It just bugs me. Like mm-hmm. it's like you know your job is like you know, whatever. I got my book. I'm fine. I'm little pet peeves. Pet peeves. <laughs> but um, but no, yeah, that was that was weird. I had to like wait to get my my copy of Aftermath, which I still haven't read. Like you, Kyle, I haven't read it yet. So well, yeah, I mean, I got it yesterday, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> so I, I haven't read it that quick. People have been blowing through these things, man. Like some people are, have, yeah. I can't do that. I have to enjoy a book, man. I yeah, can't. I mean, same here. I, I, I'm, I'm like, but see, you say you're a soul reader, Kyle. I am too. Yeah. So, like, even if I wanted to read it in a day, it would take me probably like two or three. It would take me a big two weeks. To- <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. But so, I mean, like I said, for mine, I got the. The four Black Series figures, you know, Ray, Finn, Kylo, and the Stormtrooper. Um, and just like you said, Paul, I mean, the just the sculpts and the details on these figures and stuff are all pretty amazing. I mean, back when, uh, you know, when we first started talking about Force Friday and looking forward to getting stuff and all that, um, originally Kylo Ren was the only figure I was planning to get. And then when I found out that they were packaging Ray with BB-8 and not yep. trying to sell BB-8 on his own separately, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get that just because it's like a two-for deal. Um, which, by the way, as much as I love Kylo Ren, like, the BB-8 might be my favorite part of this 
six mm-hmm. inch black series line. Like this little guy for, I mean, he's like two inches tall. Like the, the bigger part of his body is maybe a little bit bigger than like a foosball or something. Um, but his head <laughs> is like, with them. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely good. <laughs> I would never do that. He's too amazing to do that. But it's yeah. funny to think about that, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, for as small as he is, like, the amount of detail and the, the little carved lines and all the paint job and everything. I mean, he looks super cool. Um, and But, I mean, yeah, then with, like, the Kylo Ren, aside from the, the slightly bent lightsaber that I got, I mean, he looks amazing. The Stormtrooper figure, which I didn't even realize this was going to be part of the first wave that came out because I thought it was just, like, that Comic-Con exclusive um, and so it wasn't until probably like a week ago or something that I realized that, oh, there's going to be stormtroopers there too. Well, I got to get one of these because I love the design of the new stormtroopers and, uh, just, I mean, the, the armor and everything sculpted on this figure is really sweet looking. Um, I guess if I had any complaint about this one, it's just that the arms don't bend inward enough for you to be able to get two hands on the blaster. Yeah, that is weird. But, um, yeah, I mean, for some reason, like, his elbows don't want to bend very far. But um, still a great-looking figure. Um, And then, like I said, I got those – see, I got the titanium vehicles. And I can kind of hear what you're saying about not wanting to, like, double-dip into all those different uh, lines of vehicles there. But, I mean, I hadn't collected any of the the micro-machines or the Hot Wheels or whatever was out before – um, but I remember this titanium diecast series that they had going for a while and I've got just, I mean, maybe like three of them from, uh, the first line that they did a while back, but I, I mean, I really liked them before. I like that they're bringing that back. So this is going to be my line of, uh, miniature vehicles to collect. Um, I just I got, got the resistance X-Wing and the first order TIE fighter for now, but I'm already thinking I'm probably going to pick up the millennium Falcon and slave one at some point too. Um, because these are, uh, you know, they're really nicely detailed for as small as they are. They're, uh, you know, the the paint job and the sculpting and everything on them is great. They're a nice build because they're, uh, you know, again, they're the metal stuff. So it doesn't feel too flimsy or like it's going to break or fall apart or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I really like those. Um, and then I just got the Aftermath book. Um, oh, and of course, like I said, I also got the, the three and three quarter inch Captain Phasma. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm just not that big into the three and three quarter inch figures anymore. Um, I used to collect the crap out of the Clone Wars figures when those were out. Um, and I missed got, that boat. Yeah, see, I've got probably like 30 something Clone Wars figures. And that was really what got me back into collecting. Because um, as a kid, I mean, like I said, I was 14 when Revenge of the Sith came out. That was kind of the last time I was really into like Star Wars action figures as part of like just playing with them as a kid. Um, I've got, um, you know, maybe a dozen or so figures from like Revenge of the Sith and some of the EU figures and stuff that were out around that time. And then I kind of went through a phase where I was like, oh, cool Star Wars action figures, but I'm kind of too old to be playing with toys now. Um, and then around the time that the Clone Wars, well, I guess when the Clone Wars movie came out, I just got like an Anakin Skywalker figure. Cause I was kind of still in that phase of like, I'm kind of too old for toys, but I'm going to see the movie and, you know, I'll just get like one figure to sort of commemorate that, you know, they had like a, a sticker on the packaging that was like, uh, you know, first wave of, you know, with the movie release or something like that, you know, first edition, something like that. Um, and then slowly more and more, I was like, well, Maybe I'll pick up a Captain Rex. 
maybe I'll get an Obi-Wan. Maybe I'll get a Commander Cody. Maybe I'll get a Ventress and a Count Dooku and a Clone Trooper and a Battle Droid. And next thing you know, I've got 30 figures. So that was really what got me back into collecting again. Um, but now, I mean, because I love the six inch black series so much and because all, you know, they're, they're going towards more of the, uh, I mean, it seems like the three and three quarter inch figures to me are just targeted more at kids now because they're all like the five points of articulation. They actually did just announce that they are bringing back the three and three quarter inch black series and that they're going to be Walmart exclusives. Yeah. I saw Um, that. So I'm like, that's cool that they're not getting rid of those. But still, I mean, now that I've invested so much money in the Black Series, um, I'm I'm pretty much just going to be sticking exclusively with those six inch from now on, I think. Unless they come out with like a really cool three and three quarter inch figure that I want that's not available in the Black Series. Um, like I've got, a, I mean, you guys know me, I'm a huge fan of the Old Republic as well. Um, and I've got three and three quarter inch figures from the that Black Series line of a couple of uh, Old Republic characters that I'm like, those probably aren't going to make it into the six inch line anytime soon. But it's just cool to have those action figures. Agreed. Um, I have some of those too, actually. Oh, okay, which ones do you have? I have Bastila and Darth Malgus. Dude, those are the exact same ones I've got. <laughs> <laughs> and those were, I was shocked to find those. And it's funny, I went to a, a collector shop that has like, it's a toy collector shop. And they were selling Bastila for like, like 30 bucks. I was like, uh, like in packaged, of course. I, I don't yeah. keep any of my stuff packaged. And I was like, geez, man, I, I, I count myself lucky for finding that one, I guess now. So. You know, oh, okay. but well, see, I bought, I, I think Bastila I bought online just like on Amazon or something as soon as it came out. Um, so I got that for maybe 15 or so. Um, but then the, and then the Malgus, I know I got at Celebration. I don't remember how much I paid for that, but that was probably like 15 as well because I probably wouldn't pay much more than that for a, you know, three and three quarter inch. And because I mean, dude, like the Darth Revan that they came out with a few years ago, that goes for like a hundred bucks on eBay and stuff. So, um, you know, the prices on some of these figures, I'm just like, yeah, that would be cool to get, but, uh, I'm, I'm not going to spend that much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those are really cool to have. Um, but yeah, aside from that, I mean, I've got quite a few black series figures now. Um, I think I had like 10 of them before I got these force awakens ones. So I'm pretty stoked for the rest of those to come out. Um, and then of course, aside from all the figures and stuff, like I said, I got the aftermath novel and then I got the four t-shirts from Kohl's. So, um, let's see, I got that same one you were talking about, Paul, with the, the name of the movie, you know, the Force Awakens logo, and then that sort of just strip in the middle of it that, that, that's got the Kylo Ren artwork. Um, and then I've got the, uh, the gray one that's got sort of that whole artwork in there with like two different pictures of Kylo Ren and all the stormtroopers and all that kind of thing. Um, you, there's a kind of a recurring theme here with Kylo Ren because I've got a third shirt with Kylo Ren on it. It just says <laughs> Star Wars in white, and then it's got a black and white image of uh, Kylo Ren, and then the lightsaber is ignited and the lightsaber is red. So I thought that was a pretty cool image. Um, and then the last one I got is another uh, black one that's got like a red and blue um, image of the new Stormtrooper on there as well as the Star Wars logo. So those were all pretty cool designs, I thought. Um and of course, you know, Paul, we've got our own little uh, hashtag going for our Kylo Ren That's right. man crush. We just say that mask, though. So I, <laughs> no, I saw say, all those T-shirts. Mask. I was like, I need to have as many T-shirts as I can with that mask on it. <laughs> you, you hashtag just that mask, though, right? Or, or no, no, it, excuse me. The hashtag is that mask. It varies. It varies. It, it depends on the situation. 
Okay, because I've been doing debt mask lately. That's the hashtag I've been using. What's you're the you're the one who came up with it. So what should, what what is the official uh, slang for the the Kylo Ren uh, fan club? Um, see, I don't know if there's an official version of it. Usually, like if one of us posts a picture of Kylo Ren that looks really sweet, the other one will post like debt mask dough. And mm-hmm. it's either like D O E or T H O or you know the the slang spelling varies on it, but but, but what's the, but we need an official hashtag. That's what I'm saying. I, I like the short version of Dat Mask. Like oh okay, well, okay, yeah. If if that's gonna be just the the official version, and then the rest can be uh, you know you different it out variations on it. Yeah, yeah, that's and that. But we have to, that way. If you can hashtag it, you'll get probably variations of me and you and random tweets about Kylo Ren. Exactly, <laughs> which is great. I mean, you know, this we can we talk about Kylo Ren for a second, guys. And, and Tim, I want, yes, I, let's I, please do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a question because it, it, it goes with Force Friday. You know, Tim, I want to ask you because you're you're like the I want to say you're the odd man out because you're you're a Phasma person right now more than a Kylo Ren person. But your opinion, I've talked to you a lot about this. You know, I, and obviously you, you answer this too, Kyle, but I'm curious what Tim thinks. Do you, I mean, it's pretty obvious to me that they are pushing Kylo Ren down every, and I won't say down our throats, but that's kind of the impression that I'm getting because he's freaking everywhere. And Basically, and obviously not just because he's on the top of the packaging, but I mean, like when I when we go into Kohl's or Walmart or whatever, where it's not like it's 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 Ray or Finn on most of it. It's all Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. and, and 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 I'm asking you because I know you worked at Toys R Us when the the prequels came out, at least episode one, right? Yeah. Um, my question is this, and because I, I was out of the, I, I was obviously in the episode one when it came out, and I was excited for it. But I was a broke high school student, you know, trying, you know, to buy musical instruments and buying CDs, and then I, and I made like twenty dollars a week with allowance with my parents, and you know, whatever. I, I didn't have money to buy toys. And I wanted to. I loved toys, but I just couldn't. You know, something had to be sacrificed as a kid, as a teenager, and that was wasn't cool to buy toys at that point, right? So anyway, um, my question is. You know, with Darth, everyone talks about, you know, is it safe to, you know, to like Kylo Ren or to invest in the character? Because, you know, we don't want him to die like Darth Maul. And it's funny because, yeah, Darth Maul's all over the packaging, but was he all over the merchandise? Because I don't think he was all over everything like Kylo Ren is. That's the impression that I get. What's your take on that? No, I agree with that. First of all, I like... When you said those questions, should we get invested in Kylo Ren? Like, why would you even ask that? It should be something you just wait till the movie to see if no, you get no, no. It's, should we right now? Should we get invested? I'm uh, asking you a serious question. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless of that, um, no, I agree with what you're saying, Hal. I think Kylo Ren, he's being pushed a lot more than what I remember of Darth Maul being for episode one. Yeah, he was on the face of the packaging, but I remember working at Toys R Us and a lot of the display stuff we had, it wasn't all. Darth Maul, it was pretty mixed of a lot of different characters. And even I remember, I believe it was like the Micro Machine line they had back then. That was a totally different packaging. It was blue with Obi-Wan on there. There was like other different types of oh, yeah, you're right. toy yeah. lines that yeah. wasn't just with the red Darth Maul stuff on there. So I kind of agree that he there is trying to make him the face of The Force Awakens. I guess they're trying to do that with Darth Maul to an extent for The Phantom Menace. But yeah, I think it's going to be a different situation when it comes to Kylo Ren being compared to Darth Maul. He's going to be so much more of a 
pivotal character than Darth yeah. Maul ever was in The Phantom Menace. So, yeah, I, he's definitely being pushed more and marketed more, I think, to everybody than mm-hmm. Darth Maul was. And just even when you hear news reports, like local news stations, like keep they, they show the Kylo Ren stuff, they talk about Kylo Ren, a lot of like the costumes and masks that they're kind of showing off when they have to showcase something that's Kylo Ren usually. So Really? Yeah. I definitely noticed the big push for him on this one. Well, it, it's again, it's it's just funny to me because you know this is. I mean, I think it's official through Force Friday. I mean, I already thought he was officially the new Darth Vader because of you know um, of what we were being shown and, and told and rumors and whatever. But what's interesting to me is I through. I mean, even though I kind of we already saw it with the packaging and stuff like that, just seeing how much Kylo Ren stuff is out there as far as like the mugs, the, you know. Yeah, the bed sheets and the blankets. Yeah, exactly. Everything and how less of it's for Finn and Rey. Yeah. And how I, I think about even back in the original trilogy, there was more of a push for Darth Vader on packaging back then. At least, again, maybe I'm wrong and I want a bunch of classic OT people like destroying me later on but again like the darth vader carrying case i mean darth vader was an iconic villain he was everywhere for a reason it's almost like it's it definitely feels like disney and lucasfilm are pushing kylo ren as like this is the person to invest in we're telling you this guy is the real deal and not just because like he's the villain of the next trilogy or whatever that the next darth vader but he looks freaking amazing and yeah yeah and that's something too where even on the T-shirts, most of them are all of Kylo Ren and Stormtroopers and Captain Phasma, but mostly Kylo Ren. And I think, at least for me anyway, it's like you were saying, you don't see Ray Finn or on T-shirts or Poe Dameron. I think because of, maybe there's a lot of people who think I do. I don't like wearing T-shirts that has like human faces on it that display yeah. actual people. Mm-hmm. It's just something where you want to wear characters with helmets and masks and stuff like that. That's kind of like the look I want to go for when I get T-shirts. So. Maybe that is more of a thing that people look for in that. So that's why they're pushing the Captain Phasma and Kylo Ren, just the people that, or the characters that they know look really cool and the fans are going to take to also. Yeah, I definitely think it's less about sort of how big a role those characters are going to play in the movie. Although Kylo Ren is going to be, you know, a major character, obviously, but I don't think the the amount of how much you see him in the marketing is necessarily proportional to, like, how pivotal he is to the new trilogy. I think it's just the fact that the mask looks really freaking cool. The fact that people have already been talking about the new lightsabers since, you know, that trailer debuted like yeah, last year. True. And so I think they're just using the most recognizable, like striking imagery that they can to try to push this stuff and promote it. And like, you know, cause I mean, let's be honest, somebody who doesn't follow this stuff as much as we do, um, or, you know, just, like, casual people walking through through Walmart or Target. Um, if you see a T-shirt with, like, Ray or Finn on it, if it's, like, an old lady shopping for her, her grandson and it's like, oh, I know my grandson wants Star Wars stuff. Where's the Star Wars stuff? They might just walk right past that. But That's a see, great point, there's, there's something about the guy in the mask with the lightsaber that it's, like, it, it's unmistakable that that's a Star Wars character right there. It, it, you could say it's iconic. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I hesitate to not use yet. that word when we haven't seen the movie yet. Well, um, right. But it sort of is. I mean, just lightsabers in general, dark figures and dark clothed figures 
with lightsabers are iconic in a yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, Kylo Ren is not iconic yet, but you know what I was trying to say. Like, yeah, I mean, people, casual people are just saying, oh, it's the new Darth Vader. Like, they know what that is without even knowing that it's Kylo Ren. They recognize it. Like you said, Paul, the, the dark hooded character is a red lightsaber. They know what that signifies, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 true. I I just it's it's funny because this weekend cemented to me even more, and that's why I was curious what you guys thought because it's like I said, it cemented to me that Kylo Ren's here to stay. Oh so. yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's gonna be killed off in one movie. Yeah. Yeah, same here. I mean, that'd be a big shock, and hopefully, <laughs> if they do do that, it better be a really good plot reason why if they killed off in one movie tim kyle if they kill off kylo ren i will run naked through my streets <laughs> five minutes i swear i that's how confident because i do not want to do that that's how confident i am that he will not die in this movie or how about this kylo ren the, the person behind the mask of kylo ren will not die will kylo ren die like the character kylo ren is in the canonicity of the film, that's a different story. Okay. If you catch my drift. But mm-hmm. the, as far as the actual character in the film breathing at the end of the movie, I think he will be breathing and living. So you're saying Kylo Ren can become a symbol? He can become <laughs> the, the, the villain that the galaxy needs, but not the one it deserves or something? Well, no, no, no. How about, how, how about this for a segue? He, no, but... He's. We know he can't do that because he's immune to the light. Oh, that he is. <laughs> Mike which, 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 <laughs> you can't segue into something and then drop the mic and walk away from it. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Dave from um, I keep referencing multiple times. One of my best friends, um, and you guys know him. He was lying with us um, in our on our podcast unmuted. He, I always like point out the segues, and he always yells at me about. It. He's like, "You're not supposed to point out your segue." <laughs> it's like it's more fun that way. Yeah, see, I don't do it too much, but sometimes, like when you come up with a really good segue, especially when it wasn't intentional, you just be like, "Oh, hey, that was perfect." Yeah, you yeah. have to acknowledge it. Yeah, exactly. You have to. That's what I said to him. <laughs> too good not to. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, um, you know, speaking of more stuff from Force Friday and all that, uh, there are some electronic voice changer helmets out there for, um, well, actually, I guess it's a a Captain Phasma voice changer helmet. And then it's just like big electronic talking action figures for uh, Finn and Kylo um, that actually say lines from the movie. Yeah. and, uh, you know, some, some pretty interesting stuff here because for – I guess for all these characters, it's the first time we've heard them speak. Um, and I'm what? like, I don't know. Do we want to just go through and read these or should yeah, I try to like yeah, insert the audio or something? It, do, it won't sound quite the same if I do it. But <laughs> yeah, but, but if while you get that up, um, I'll just point this out too, guys. Do you guys notice that they weren't for sale? Yeah, I was just about to ask. Did any of you guys see any of these? Well, I did not. Um, and I can't help but wonder like – were they only in Disney stores or I don't know? I, I think here's what I think what happened because io9 is the website that um, had all this information and they were at some kind of event that were showcasing all their stuff it looks like and they mic'd it up. And the other things that leaked, um, I'm not sure if those were for sale or not. I did see – excuse me. I did see helmets for sale like the big ones. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see anything that had like a little switch on them that had audio. So I thought, well, maybe these are just toys that are on the way within like a month. But 
people, but they didn't, but again, because we, because Tim, I don't want to steal your thunder. So I'm going to hold off what I was going to say, but maybe there's a reason we haven't seen him yet. Mm. So I think they weren't necessarily supposed to be on sale yet, but at the same time, Tim, why don't you go ahead? Cause you had a great point the other day. Yeah. I mean, it was cool to get these when they were announced, like, Oh, this is going to be our first insight to what Kylo Ren sounds like and Finn and Captain Phasma. But when I saw this, I was like, you know what? This was the exact reason why I thought it would have been great to have a trailer out before Force Friday came out because there's just something weird about having major characters. Not just, I mean, if it was just, I mean, we'll see how major Captain Phasma is. And if it was just like other side characters, but to have major characters like Finn and Kylo Ren, probably your main protagonist and antagonist yeah. in the movie, the first lines of dialogue we're hearing are from toys. And that was a little disappointing. It was like, I thought this that would be something that Lucasfilm and Disney would want to try to avoid, avoid knowing how secret they've been with everything and wanting fans to experience it the way they want it through the movies and all that. So found that really weird and a bit strange. And, I mean, we've talked about this before, too, where we thought, or hopeful anyway, that a new trailer would drop before Force Friday. And yeah. there were people who would say it would have probably been too soon. JJ said it was the fall. And that made me think, well, maybe Force Friday should have been pushed back a little bit, maybe towards the end of September, early yeah. October, because mm -hmm. this is definitely a lot earlier than all the prequels were. All the merchandise came out, like, at the most a month before the movies happened, which I have to say is kind of... Because we're on such a Force Awakens high right now with uh, Force Friday and all that, but the movie's still a little over uh, or under anyway, four months away. It's like, because usually when we get the new merchandise, that's kind of like how I was saying with the soundtrack. That's when you know the movie's right around the corner. You're right there. Yeah. And while we're as close as ever, we're still a bit ways to go before it comes out. So, yeah, just when I saw these figures, I thought, you know what? I really would have been better to hear these lines and the first time of these characters in an actual trailer because. At least we assume, anyway. This next trailer, we're we got to hear dialogue and more story details from our main characters in this movie instead of just teases. So, yeah, that was what the first thing that came to my mind when these uh, lines of dialogue and audios came out was just that uh, maybe Lucasfilm and Disney dropped a ball on this. But like you were saying, Kyle or Paul, and how you didn't see any of these in the store. Maybe these weren't intended to come out on Forest mm -hmm. Friday. But at the same time, I know this was an event that several different outlets went to. Why would they allow them to take audio samples and stuff? Or maybe they did it without them knowing. They didn't think see, anybody would notice. So, And that's what I'm thinking. I don't think they th – I, I think they probably just thought, oh, like they just put them out there and they didn't realize what they did. Yeah, That's what I'm kind of thinking back right now because I'm like, why would they – because I thought the toys were going to be out for Force Friday. And then after all the the hubbub, you know, went calmed down, and I started, you know, because I'd gone back and listened to this recording like, like at least ten times. Oh yeah, me too, <laughs> a ton. And and it's funny because I thought, wait a minute, I didn't see this out anywhere. And I also didn't. By the way, now we're on the subject a little bit of like stuff we haven't seen that we we, we saw online or hear about. I didn't see any of the BB-8 double pack with the uh, the Jakku thugs, whatever. Hmm. Um, that whole like. I thought we were going to get like the chopper and Zeb, you know, mission series stuff. Cause that was all in the force, the Hasbro catalog. Uh -huh. Well, that was nowhere to be found. Yeah. So, same with the, uh, the Vader and Ahsoka two pack. Yeah, exactly. They had nothing of that for sale. I thought it was only, I thought Toys R Us, my Toys R Us didn't get it cause they didn't have anything. And then I, I went to, you know, again, I went to three stores four Yeah. Three stores total could not see anything. So it's, 
I so I think that this was a, a release, the first wave of, of stuff. There's obviously another wave coming right up behind it, and that's probably where it's coming out. But it's interesting that that stuff wasn't released, but yet people they were showcasing it. It's just very interesting to me. So I'm with you, Tim. I think that it wasn't meant to be uh re- I don't think they thought about like someone being smart enough to mic this microphone to mic this stuff. Maybe I don't know. You would have thought they would be, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of just assumed. Well, I didn't see a lot of stuff anyway, so I'm sure everyone snatched these toys up too, which is why I'm not seeing on store shelves. But yeah, it is very possible that these aren't coming out yet. And they just maybe dropped the ball on this a little bit. But I think the, those figures aren't out. But it looks like there were some. Uh, tweets where people had the actual helmets like the captain phasma one and the kylo ren one yeah. were mm-hmm. talking that's so true maybe the figures aren't out yet but the masks were but still i still think that was something it's they bad. would want people to hear in actual context in the actual movie instead of toys for the first time but i guess not yeah no obviously i mean we're not going to sit here and like dissect every line of dialogue from this thing but um i wanted for to color red we will right huh <laughs> for color red we will right well yeah if we want to be here till like two in the morning um, <laughs> i want to get into fs2187 from finn i mean come on there's so much stuff we can get from that <laughs> well the thing that's interesting is that finn says that but so does the captain phasma helmet so i'm like obviously suddenly that becomes not just a random number but something of some significance um, sure, sure, sure. You I don't see, know for what me, that is, but I'll, we'll find out. Since, since I'm the Captain Phasma fanboy here, I'll talk a little <laughs> bit about that one. I was really surprised, not really what she said, but how she sounded. Mm-hmm. She sounded a lot calm, and this, I expected it to sound like very, like, just to the point, like, stern and strict, but she sounded almost nice in a kind of way, a lot what I was expecting. It made me think, is she going to have that type of demeanor in the movie where she's going to be a lethal character when she needs to and needs to get things done but is she gonna have kind of like a calm style to her the way she talks to her troops and all that i was really surprised by how it sounded and it kind of took me back a little like i was not expecting it to sound like that it's almost like a a computer talking automated thing that you would talk to it was like on my command submit your blaster for inspection like something you hear in a building or something like that that's just automated so i was really surprised at how she sounded well of course I, that's going to sound a little different than what these toys sound <laughs> like. So can't really judge it just based on this, but that was, I was really surprised with how she sounded. I don't know. I would say, I mean, I kind of see what you're saying there, but I feel like she has just enough of an edge. Like it almost reminds me of Ventress in a way. Yeah. Um, just sort of that like icy calm kind of voice where it's like this really tall, Chrome's, you know, chrome armor clad stormtrooper comes at you and says things in a calm voice, but you're still like, oh crap, she means business. Yeah, it's it's funny because um have either of you guys seen Game of Thrones? No. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Is like, does that how Gwendolyn Christie really sounds like? Yeah, I haven't seen her or anything. So so yeah, so it, what's funny is, you know, you first, when I, I saw these before I saw the doll uh voices that really confirmed like what Finn sounds like and whatnot. But uh, it's funny. Cause when I heard the captain Phasma one, that's, that's Gwendolyn Christie's voice. Okay. That's what she sounds like. So that's totally her. That's so these are lines from the movie. I got, I know what you're saying, Tim. I kind of, I, I kind of agree with, with Kyle though, too. I think it's kind of, she's a, she's a cool, calm, collected coldness where it's like upon inspection, 
give you know, give me your last throw upon inspection, whatever. That whole line is like it's very calm, but it's it's very lifeless though too at the same time. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know, it kind of sounded polite too to me. <laughs> like she was asking nicely for whoever trooper to do that. I don't know. I, I I her character in Game of Thrones is very like abrupt and very like rah, like kind of you know like she's very to the point and very you know. And this kind of like not how, she's very it's very different from what Phasma sounds like, whereas Phasma just sounds very like you said calm, but I don't got like a niceness to it. I, I got a very coldness, like it's very just emotionless is what the impression that I got from it. Yeah, and I think that's her whole role is to be emotionless soldier. Yeah, yeah I, I totally, totally get that there. too, and I'm cool with that. It's not like I didn't like how she sounded. It was just I was surprised. I was not expecting that to be what uh, the style they were going for. Without she was gonna be portraying that character so right yeah now with finn um i guess there aren't a whole lot of like revealing lines here i guess the biggest thing is that we do get confirmation that he uh is talking with an american accent Um, (laughs) he sounds hilarious too he sounds great yeah he sounds hilarious like the line when he says um i've had a pretty messed up day yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was dying (laughs) i I can't wait to find out where the where he says uh, this line is where I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Probably right after he crashes the TIE fighter. <laughs> That's another thing too. A lot of these lines, are, not I shouldn't say a lot, but some of them probably aren't even going to be in the movie too. That happens all the time, especially if I'm going back to the episode one talking really? figures. Some of those lines didn't make it into the really? final movie. So, huh. Well, yeah, that we'll is possible. I mean, especially with the stuff being released this far ahead of time it's like they're still editing they could make exactly. some last minute cuts to certain scenes mm-hmm. um but then uh with the kylo ren there were i know there are a couple lines in here um where there's kind of some stuff to to yeah to talk <laughs> about as far as what it might mean for the movie um i mean he has one where he says together we will destroy the resistance and the last jedi yeah um, all right can i can i go off a little bit on this one sure so and I'll, I'll, make, I'll keep it as short as I can so I don't run it long. But I can't help it. You guys make me talk too long. I love talking to you guys. <laughs> no, we let you talk too long. I, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It's my fault. It's my fault. Um, I can't help it. I just love talking to you guys. Um, I think this what this is one of the things that makes me think that there is there was something that happened with Luke and the Knights of Ren because Kylo Ren's looking for Luke. Okay, this to me confirms it. He's saying we'll crush the resistance and or whatever, and, and then the last Jedi. So he at this point he says the last Jedi, and yep. like to me it implies that they've destroyed other Jedi um, besides Luke. And there are all those rumors going around. I, I'm not Kyle. I'm not. I know Tim knows about this. I'm not sure. Do you know about the rumors or do you follow that stuff? I don't want to spoil you. So um, some of them. I, and I think one, I might know what you're talking about, but it's it's the Jedi Luke and who he might have trained in the past kind of stuff. Like, do you know? Like, anyway, impl- here's what I'm trying to say: There's rumors about Luke training other people within 30 years, which you'd assume that would happen, right? Yeah. I mean, most it's, it seems like common knowledge, um, or common assumption, I should say. Um, that to me is confirms that because to me it seems like he's saying we're gonna finally get the last Jedi. So, so it looks like the Knights of Ren or whatever Kylo Ren's a part of, they're going after Luke Skywalker. And I think there's a reason for that. I think that Luke 
it, the reason he wants to get the last Jedi is not only because the Jedi stand in his way, but I think Luke has gone out and he's messed up a lot of the Kylo, the, the Knights of Ren. I don't think he's been back hiding out as like, I'm hiding away from all my responsibilities. I think Luke has retaliated against the Knights of Ren and it's a war between him and the Knights of Ren. And that's one of the reasons, one of the reasons why he's trying to find them is that not only does he pose a threat um, to the Knights of Ren, but like it, there's a reason that he poses a threat. Like he can stop them. So he's like, we got to crush him because he's going to stop us <laughs> kind of a thing. So that's kind of the I- idea that I, I, I kind of got from it. But uh, that's just my little speculation. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could also be that, you know, they, they still think Luke is the last Jedi from Return of the Jedi. But like you said, it, it seems like he would have trained some more people in that time span. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um Let's see. I mean, we've also got, you know, I'm immune to the light, like you were saying before. Um, line. There, there's also the line, uh, is it true you're just oh. a scavenger? Um, oh. Definitely adding more fuel to the fire of uh, the people that think that Kylo Ren and, and uh, see, I almost just called her Kira. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that Kylo and Ray are siblings. Um or it, I mean, this obviously they have passed together. Yeah, yeah. It, it certainly seems that they've at least met before. Um, or there's no or. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking. Or maybe this is like after a battle or something, and he sees what she can do, and then it's like maybe they haven't met before. Maybe he just has heard that this is just some scavenger girl that they picked up on Jakku, and it's like. Are you? Is it true you're just a scavenger? Because you just killed like twenty of my stormtroopers. Like, what's your deal? No, see, and I I've heard that argument, and the reason I don't think so is because the the way it's the way he says it, because it he it's like it's not like he's in the middle of a fight, and he's like, you're, is it true you're just, you're just a scavenger? Like the the way he delivers it, it's like he knows who she is, and again. Spoilers that are in around. Uh, I, I'm not sure if you know this, but there's a little bit of they're, they're, they have a moment. I wouldn't say it's a quiet moment, but there is a moment where Kylo Ren and Rhea, or Rhea, I call her Rhea. <laughs> oh boy, that's her real name. I'm named her Rhea. <laughs> <laughs> Last name Daya. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'm sorry. No, it's late. Um, no, I, I, there is. I will just say there is a moment where Kylo Ren and Rey supposedly talk in this well, film. Let me see if we're on the same page, Paul, because we talked about this one, the concept art leak. That okay. one image where you see Rey and there's that character behind her, like with his kind of have his arms wrapped around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind, of, that's kind of the moment I thought of hmm. when I heard oh, yeah. that line right there. That's kind it, of where everything gets revealed, if you want to say. Yeah, I know that could be that could be it. Um, it I will, I'll just say that that's probably where it came comes from because the look on that concept artist's face, Ray looks defeated and mm-hmm. looks like, oh crap, some major sh just went down. And um, what's interesting is, I think that's why I kind of think they have a connection. Because there's we I know there's a mo- I not know but we I'm pretty sure there's a moment where they're just it's this those two together, and he and the way 
This is the way the delivery that Adam Driver says that line. It's a, it just sounds so personal. And maybe I'm reading too, maybe I'm putting my, my own feelings into it. It just makes too much sense when he's like, he gives it too much of a pause. And that to me is where it gives it away because the, the emotion's there. Because there's no emotion behind it. It's just, here it is. Is it true? You're just a scavenger. That's all you are. But the way he delivers it's, is it true? You're just a scavenger? Like, that's who you, that's all you are. Mm-hmm. That's all you've amounted to, to now. Like, cause look at Kylo Ren, look what he's doing. He's like leading the first order part of this huge thing. And he's doing these, um, like off, like, I guess not awful things, but, or I don't know what he's done. Yeah, they're going to be awful. I think. <laughs> well, right. But, but you see what I'm saying? Like to me, like they have, it is, the way delivery is, it seems like there's a history. And also there's things where he says, like, don't resist. You know you can't. And I think, I think that's the same kind of scene, to be honest. And I think, too, the I'm immune to the light, that implies, too, that he has, like, whether it's being a sibling to Ray or if he's a, one of the son of Han Solo or something. Like, he has a relationship with some, one of the main characters because, to me, that implies he's just not this new dark force user that's come out that nobody's heard of because it would exactly. seem that someone's going to say, you know, kind of like the whole Luke trying to get Darth Vader back to the light side, like trying to convince Vader there's good in you. But oh, yeah. If, but then someone might have said that to Kylo Ren. He's all like, nope, I'm immune to the light. So th- that just implies that he does have some history with one of those characters who knows probably that he was good before or when they... Well, like again, drawing the speculation that they were siblings, that there was a time where both of them were good and all that. So, Absolutely. yeah, those lines, <laughs> there's so much that we could speculate and go over to so much good stuff, which, like I said, how cool would it have been if we heard these for the first time in the trailer? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I think this is one that we probably could have figured out already, but, uh, you know, we know that Kylo Ren reports to Supreme Leader Snoke, and we know that Snoke is the one who says, there's been an awakening. Have you felt it? And then Kylo has a line here where he says, I feel it too. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing that's a, a question and answer right there, that that's all part of the same scene. So. Yeah, and that weapon is my mind. I mean, to me, I just take it that he's talking about Luke and Anakin's lightsaber. Like, yes. Like, that's mine. Like, I have to have it. <laughs> like, there it is. I, like, what I've been searching for is right there. It's mine. And if that is the one he's talking about, then – does that confirm that he is – I mean it doesn't confirm anything obviously, but that could just you know, be, be further possible evidence that he could be Han and Leia's kid as well um, mm-hmm. because it's not just – I mean he, he could just be saying that like I want that. I've been going after it. I'm obsessed with Darth Vader and I'm the only one who has the right to have his old weapon or something. But it seems more like – entitlement like i'm the next heir to yes the the skywalker legacy or something like that and even the line i think the first line that we hear in this audio clip where he says i've been waiting for this for a long time so that definitely implies that maybe he does actually get it for a while too (laughs) possibly but it could no you know what i think that's probably his meeting with ray maybe what which one? When, when he says, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Oh, I, I have a... <laughs> Tim, you know where I think that line comes from. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I think the weapon is mine 
the weapon is mine. I think he's saying that at the beginning of the film. I think that's when he meets up with uh, the Jakku people and he's looking for the lightsaber because that lightsaber obviously has um, there's some connection with Luke Skywalker that he's obviously on it. He's searching for Luke Skywalker too. Like again, that that quote we talked about earlier about will crush the resistance and destroy the last Jedi or whatever he says along those lines. That to me confirms that he's looking for Luke Skywalker too. And that lightsaber must be somehow connected to him that he needs that lightsaber mm. because it, and I think he also wants it too. Like you're saying, Kyle, he wants it because he's the, I think he is a son of Han Solo and Leia. And I think he is looking for his rightful heir, but it's kind of a like kill two birds with one stone. He's looking for Luke. And that is so, somehow like the connection that he's yeah. going to get to. it. Yeah. Well, certainly some interesting stuff there. Um, and man, yeah, like you said, it's too bad we didn't get like a trailer or something to hear some of these lines, but hopefully won't be too long now. Um, also, I mean, like you said, there's already more stuff coming up. Um, I guess there's some, there's like a fan expo in Canada that's going on right now. And Hasbro is already displaying uh, wave two of the six inch black series. That's going to come with uh, Captain Phasma, uh, Poe Dameron, um, and then I'm trying to think what the other... Oh, there's uh, Constable Zuvio, um, and then this Guavian Enforcer, which is another one of these uh, you know gang members on uh, Jakku. Um, and then, I guess, are those the only four that are going to be in there? I'm just reading through the article here again, because I know there were five in the first wave, so I think there might be another one that I'm missing here, but it looks like those are just going to be the only four. Oh no. And then there's also going to be a, uh, a snow trooper, but that uh, they're saying in this article that it's going to be a Toys R Us exclusive. So um, one of those, or, you know, so at least like four or five figures in that wave. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think we pretty much talked the force Friday thing to death. Um, you know, again, looking forward to those new figures coming up. I'm almost a little bit disappointed that I bought the, uh, the three and three quarter inch Captain Phasma when I, I'm like, if I had known that the six inch one was coming out just next month, I might have just waited for that. But I do really like the three and three quarter inch one, and I will still be getting the six inch black series when that comes out. Um, well, I was going to say, if you don't want your three and three inch quarter, why don't you can just go ahead and send it to me? But <laughs> I might just do that if you don't have one by then. Uh, yeah, I'm um, hoping it's something where, of course, it's, you know, we're only two, one day out of Forest Friday. So it's still too early to say, to say what's going to be the rare figure right now that we're not going to see on store shelves for a while. So yeah. apparently, it's we're, I'm still expecting the see some on the store shelf over the next few weeks when once all the the hype and craziness for everyone wanted to get it first dies down that I'll be able to walk into a Toys R Us and see. Oh, I'm hoping, hope both would be great, but at least one Kylo Ren or a Captain Fat so I could just walk in and pick up. I yeah. hope so for your sake. The fans aren't as forgiving as I am. <laughs> That's for darn sure, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I know for sure with the Black Series – it seems like Kylo Ren and the Stormtrooper are the two most popular ones that have been going the quickest. Now, I don't know if that means they're going to be the hardest to find because, like I said, when I went to Walmart at midnight, I think Kylo Ren was, like, the figure that they had the most of 
um, aside from maybe Chewy. So it's like they know this one's going to be popular and it doesn't seem like there's going to be a shortage of them. It's just going to be like everybody's out there getting them. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see over the coming weeks and months and stuff how that all pans out. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, we're, we're ready to move on from the Force Friday stuff here. And we'll just uh, briefly touch on a few more things before we wrap up here because I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting kind of tired and hungry. So um, <laughs> we'll Never. get out of get out of here around the three hour mark. Um, but now Tim, did we talk about this on our last episode with the rogue one helmets? No, we didn't. Okay. Cause this was like, feels like it was a while ago and I remember talking to you about it, but it must've just been, you know, we might've just been texting or something. Um, there's a leaked image of supposedly some new helmets from rogue one. Um, and I think actually, uh, Donnie Yen, who's an actor in rogue one, like posted this on Instagram or something. And I'm kind of surprised. I'm like, Really? Did I don't know, I guess he thought he could get away with this or thought it wouldn't be that big a deal or something, but I'm like, this is pretty cool. There's like a regular stormtrooper helmet. There's a kind of like tan brown kind of looking thing that is probably going to be a uh, a Rebel Alliance helmet. See, it's weird to go back to calling them the Rebels talking about Rogue One like I almost said a resistance helmet, yeah. but you know. I really hope it's a Rebel Alliance helmet because it's about time the good guys had some cool helmets to wear too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I th- it definitely looks like something that the Rebels would wear. Or I should say it doesn't look Imperial, that's for sure. Um, now, what does look Imperial is this black helmet on the other side that looks so freaking cool. Um, I mean, it looks like something out of Republic Commando, but yeah. updated and made Imperial. I mean, it's just jet black um I mean, if you can kind of picture like a cross between a Republic commando helmet and a TIE fighter pilot helmet, um, and a lot of the, the surfaces and stuff on it are all like angled and triangular and stuff. But, um, I mean, this might be like an early front runner for my second favorite new Star Wars mask slash helmet behind the Kylo Ren mask. Wow, really? That high up there already? Well, not that we've got a whole lot else to pick from, but I just thought this looked really cool. It definitely is cool, yeah. Just I can't wait to see a black trooper where its armor is all. Hopefully, it's all just pitch black. I think that'd be cool to see, kind of like those dark troopers stuff we saw in other like EU stories and even some games too. I, I love that look. So, hoping <laughs> maybe it's like this one special trooper or a special squad of troopers that they have to send in because stormtroopers can't get the job done, and they're, they're just going to be kind of a rare uh, squad or something like that, or maybe just one. This era is Captain Phasma, maybe. <laughs> like, he's just a special trooper who has this mm-hmm. only one who has that armor. So, definitely intrigued, that's for sure, because it looks awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm definitely thinking that looks like, you know, Special Forces Squad, like, you know, Republic Commando kind of thing. Um, so, I'm hoping maybe there's a few of them, but either way, that looks really cool. Um, and then we've got a couple rumors about Episode 8 and some possible casting. Um, you know, we're hearing rumors that they might be looking for another sort of important female character for the next movie. Um, I don't know. They, they, some articles have been saying, like, a new lead female character, but I'm like, I don't think they're going to replace Rey. Um, yeah, that's a lot of people were speculating when this came out. It's like, oh, is something going to happen to Rey or what's going to be her role going forward but i kind of just look at this i don't know if you guys thought the same thing where 
maybe this new female character is going to be this trilogy's Lando in a way. That is exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, he's, he was the next main character to be introduced in Empire and became part of the main group. And that's how I'm looking that this new female character is going to be, which is cool. Yeah, just because you kind of expect that in Star Wars to have a new character join the group, sort of say, in one of the sequels. So that's yeah. kind of how I'm taking it. Yeah, and then according to the com, apparently the three actresses that they've narrowed down that they're looking for for this new role are uh, Tatiana Maslany, who we had heard um, originally rumored for that lead role in Rogue One. Um, so apparently they liked her enough that they're now considering her for this other role. Um, and then also Gina Rodriguez and Olivia Cook are the two other actresses that they're um, apparently considering for this role. So... Um, you know, another day, another casting rumor. Um, I haven't really seen a whole lot of stuff that any of these uh, actresses are in, but, um, you know, I mean, it's kind of hard to get too much into like the hype and speculation for episode eight at this point when we're right in the thick of episode seven, and then we've got Rogue One to go before that. So it's, um, uh, we talk about this so much, but we're getting hyped up for a Star Wars movie coming out this year. There's a Star Wars, another Star Wars movie filming right now, and then we're hearing casting reports about the Star Wars movie after that. It's yeah. so insane, man. But I, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm complaining because I'm not. It's just awesome to be able to have all this news trickle out for these multiple Star Wars projects. So yeah, I mean, it's a little nuts, but at the same time, it's just like more Star Wars is never a bad thing. Exactly. Um, and then. You know, of course, Benicio del Toro uh, has been talking more about his uh, his unconfirmed, c- confirmed, unconfirmed role in Episode Eight as the villain. <laughs> um, I guess he did an interview here, and uh, you know, he they the interviewer asked him, "Are you going to shoot something after that?" And he said, "No, Star Wars is coming up. We will see how that turns out. I think we start shooting in March." Um, and they say, and what is your role in this new Star Wars chapter? And he said, eh, the thing is, they don't let me talk too much about it. I'm like the villain. Um, and so he's, he's the villain. He's like the villain. He's something in there. Um, I mean, this is going to be like Ryan Johnson directing episode eight, where he was talking about it in interviews and stuff. It had never been officially confirmed. But at some point we were just like, well, I guess this is happening. Yes, it was almost like episode eight's the opposite of episode seven, where people were feel free talking about how they were involved with it. For episode seven, everyone was just like, not some were flat out denying, and some were just saying, uh, "Yeah, I know about Star Wars stuff like that." Just being real coy. But for episode eight, nope, just say whatever you want about it, pretty much. Yeah, well, I guess Ryan Johnson doesn't have as big of a mystery box as JJ. <laughs> which I know some fans won't be uh, too disappointed with not having that mystery box. <laughs> um, and then, you know, last couple of things here, uh, we got a new like 30 second gameplay teaser for the star Wars galaxy of heroes mobile game. That's coming out, um, which I actually have to admit, I was kind of surprised by, I know I talked a lot of trash about this the first time around. Cause they made it sound like it was going to just be like a collectible card game or something, but it looks like this is actually going to be like a 3d, action kind of game where I guess you still collect the characters kind of the same way that you would collect like trading cards or something. But then once you go into the actual battles, it's like 3d characters with all their special powers and stuff. So I'm like, okay, this is probably going to be free when it comes out. So I'm going to download it and give it a shot and hopefully it'll be as fun as it looks here. Yeah. It's like old school RPG turn-based 
style gameplay, which I love. Yeah. So I definitely got more excited for that when I saw it. Yeah, same here. And we could use another good turn-based Star Wars RPG. Yeah, totally. Um, and then uh, we got the cover for the new Battlefront Twilight Company novel coming out. That looks pretty sweet. Um, especially because we've got uh, what looks like a Besselisk rebel soldier. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and you know, you got, uh, I mean, this kind of looks like Hoth, but it could be a different planet, but it's like a snowy landscape with a bunch of rebel soldiers. And there's a couple of AT-ATs above them about to stomp down on them. Um, which by the way, little tangent here, I don't know if you guys saw this on Twitter recently, but, uh, Andy Gutierrez from starwars.com and Leland Chi, who's like the, the holocron keeper guy who, uh, you know, helps keep the continuity and stuff. They confirmed that the proper pronunciation of it is ATAT and not at at. Um, because he said with ATST and ATRT and stuff, you don't pronounce those like the way they're spelled. So, um, you know, Wait. you. Which is fine by me. I've always been an ATAT guy too. <laughs> Same here. And it always kind of throws me when I hear people say ad at, but I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Oh, it's all about ATAT. I never called an ad at. Yeah. Never. See, I, mean, I, I slip them. sometimes and would say ad at, but then I go, like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I'm glad it's officially confirmed now with ATAT. Yeah. But guys, well, I guess it's, it's, it's an at. Right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, yeah. That was basically what Leland Chi said. He was like, it's preferred that you say ATAT because you don't say atst. <sighs> People, come on. So, <laughs> unfortunately, not- that was like a random Twitter discussion that happened. So, you know, most people probably are going to not see that. But, yeah, like um, I said, it's not going to change everyone's mind. <laughs> probably people will go, I've said. At at all my life, I'm still gonna say it. People will know what I'm talking about, but yeah. Um, also, there's a really cool, like, limited edition Stormtrooper headset that's coming out for Battlefront. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I want to get this just because it looks really cool. Um, but I'm one of those people that, like, if there's an accessory and I don't have one anyways, and I'm thinking about getting one, and then there's a Star Wars version, I'm like, I'm gonna get that one. Um, so yeah, it's this pretty cool, like exclusive Turtle Beach uh, uh, Sand Trooper headset that's going to be available at Best Buy later this year. Um, yeah, it looks cool. I think that's but, available for pre-order now. Yeah, it looks cool, but I'm just going to stick with my regular Xbox headset that came with the system <laughs> that we get enough for me. Yeah. Well, oh, also, uh, I already told you guys this, but for any of our listeners out there who uh, are, you know, gamers and looking forward to Battlefront and stuff, I finally ordered my Xbox One um, and actually just finally. got confirmation Yay. yesterday that it shipped and should be here this coming Thursday or something like that. Um, so I've already got a couple of games for it. I bought the bundle that comes with the Halo Master Chief collection, and then I bought uh, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor oh, and. Nice. I found on Amazon they had they were selling like a bundle of Assassin's Creed 4 and Assassin's Creed Unity for like 15 bucks um for the two of them I was like yep I'm getting that um so I've got a few games to keep me occupied between now and uh November when Battlefront comes out except they also just announced that the beta will be available in October um, they haven't announced an exact date yet, but I was like, oh yeah, now I definitely am not uh, waiting too much longer to get a console. Cause if the beta is going to be coming out next month, like I got to jump on that too. Um, right. you're finally, you're finally part of the Xbox one family. Yep. It's uh, well, I'll, I'll, I will be officially in like a week or so, but that's what you're um, expecting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're exactly. Expecting. <laughs> 
By the way, you guys notice how, like, with all these games coming out nowadays and they all have, like, a public beta or something before it comes out, I'm like, didn't they used to just call those demos a few years ago? <laughs> I w- <laughs> See, I was going to ask people about that. I am so confused what beta is. I'm such a not a gamer, but I want to be in on anything early. Is that what it basically is, Kyle? Well, see, a beta is like, I think it's more for the online games that they call it a beta, but it's when you let people test it out and then, you know, the beta is sort of like the pre-release version. So they're still working out bugs and stuff. Um, And so you might like get to play Battlefront online and then they might ask you to fill out a survey and say like, hey, did you have any bugs or any crashes or how was the online experience and blah, blah, blah. So they kind of just get you know, some public feedback to help them just, like, smooth out the last few issues. But it's done enough that, you know, it, it's pretty much the the final product. And, you know, it's good enough for them to let people play and people aren't going to criticize and be like, oh, this is crap. Um, like, it's, it's done enough that they're comfortable letting people see it, but it's still not, like, the final, final version. Right, right, right. Okay, so if I wanted to do this online beta, I could sign up for it and, and play it no problem. I think so. Um, I mean, some companies do like closed betas where you have to apply to get in or something like that. But um, I mean, it seems like with most games nowadays, it's pretty easy to get in and they all have a beta going like a month ahead of time or something. Now, the thing is, I mean, they've said for this Battlefront beta, it's just going to be like the Hoth Walker Assault, the Tatooine survival mode, and then uh, this one other new mode called like Drop Zone or something like that. Um and they haven't really announced any details on that yet, but it's just going to be like three maps and your progress in the beta is not going to like carry over to the final game. So I wouldn't spend like a ton of time trying to level up and get all the upgrades and stuff. Cause you're not gonna be able to keep those. Um, but it'll be fun just to test it out and play that Walker assault mode and, you know, see, get, just get a little taste of what the game's going to be like. All right. So, again, basically a demo, but the reason they call it a beta is because they're also trying to get feedback to, you know, just sort of polish it up in those last stages. But um, for most of the people playing it, it's basically just a demo of the game to, you know, get your hands on it before everybody else. Yeah, which no one's going to complain about either. Absolutely (laughs) not. It's not a full Um, finished demo. I don't want to play it. (laughs) Right. No, it's like it's Battlefront. I would play it now if they let me. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, uh, just the last thing here, um, we have an official release or official premiere date for season two of Star Wars Rebels. Um, it's going to be Wednesday, October 14th, um, which is kind of odd that it's on a Wednesday because I think, what was it, like Mondays last season and then Clone Wars was always on Friday. So it's like, well, let's just pick another random, uh, random date now, but um, so Wednesday, October 14th is the premiere of season two. Also, season one is out on Blu-ray right now, and I'm sure a lot of people pick that up along with their other stuff on Force Friday. Um, yeah, I'm just going to ask you guys, did any of you guys get it yet? I have not gotten it yet. Paul, did you get it? Wh- which one? I'm, I'm sorry, which one? The Star Wars Rebels Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. I was actually the one last thing I forgot to mention in my, my purchases. I didn't pick it up. I okay, haven't watched cool. it yet, but I did pick it up. Well, yeah, because there was one – actually, two cool things. Uh, first off, I tweeted this out how Paul, you and me, Dave, and Justin are on this bonus features on, on the yeah, that's right. celebration <laughs> at a high sector. That was pretty cool. It was like 
they're showing like the highlights of celebration and they show the crowd like, you know what? That looks like the spot we were sitting at. Then I go back and then my brother, hey, look, there you are. Like, whoa, <laughs> like I'm pretty close up there. And there's like, there's Paul right there. There's David. There's Justin. <laughs> like, man, they really focused in on our section, which uh, not not gonna lie, I got a pretty cool kick out of it. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. That was cool. I'm glad you said something because I totally I was like, oh wow, that is us. Crazy. <laughs> but then also there is an extended season two trailer on there, which I don't know if I missed it if it came online or someone put it out when the Blu-ray came out, but there is an extended version of the season two trailer, which was pretty cool. Oh, I haven't still, seen that yet. Yeah, there's still some more stuff with the B-wing in action. And then there's really cool, cool. Yeah. Then there's a cool shot where Ezra actually has Captain Rex's clone trooper helmet on, <laughs> which was pretty awesome. Oh, nice. So yeah, that was a really cool surprise. And yeah, when I saw that, more stuff with Rex and seeing his clone trooper helmet because I was. Hoping he'd still keep it, but I haven't seen it in any of the pictures or uh, scenes and clips we saw with Rex, so I wasn't sure. But when I first I thought it was Rex in there, but then it turned out to be Ezra. But just glad it's still there, and maybe Rex let him borrow it for a mission because he's a nice guy. So <laughs> it's cool to see yeah. it still there. So yeah, seeing that extra extended trailer was a really cool, unexpected surprise on that Blu-ray. So so I haven't watched any episodes yet. I've been wanting to because I'm sure it's going to look amazing, just like the Clone Wars series did. But just bonus features just watching that i think was worth it in itself so definitely pick it up yeah that's pretty cool um all right well we've got through everything we talked about all our new stuff we uh covered force friday in more depth than uh i think anybody needed to hear but um it's been a ton (laughs) of fun having you guys on here talking about this paul thanks so much for joining us absolutely Um, Tim, we got any uh, reader responses or listener responses or emails or anything to read before we take off? Um, yeah, I got one Facebook comment from Martin Alman, who I asked uh, some people for their Force Friday experiences. And he said, I had a great time because it was my birthday on Force Friday. I got a number of Captain Phasma items, including the die cast figure and a T-shirt. My only complaint is that it's now the weekend and I still haven't seen with my own eyes any three and three quarter inch figures. All the stores are sold out here. Also, I haven't seen any novels yet either. Little disappointed with that. But if I were to make a recommendation to anyone, shop at the Disney store. They have the most merch. That could be a trend for future releases. So, yeah, man, just again driving up the point. <laughs> All those three and three quarter figures are just flying off the shelf, especially the main ones. But it's cool, Martin, that you were able to get the die cast figure for Captain Phasma. So, and the t shirt we got, we actually got the same one. So, we already said the next celebration, we're going to be twins and wear the same Captain Phasma shirt. <laughs> so look forward to seeing you next celebration with that shirt, Martin. But yeah, thanks for letting us know about your Force Friday. And happy belated birthday as well. Um, and man, yeah, we didn't talk about those, but the uh, those die cast figures that, that they've got at the Disney store is an exclusive. Those look sweet. Oh, amazing. Um, <laughs> like I thought about going there just to try to get uh, Captain Phasma since they didn't have the six inch black figure or the black series out yet. I was like, oh, there's another six inch Captain Phasma out there that I could get. But um, I heard that those were going real fast at the Disney stores, too. So. Yeah, I can't imagine um, they still have them for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, but anyway, uh, man, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Again, Paul, thanks for joining us and uh, yeah. you know geeking out over our new uh, <laughs> Star Wars figures and Dat Mask and all that good stuff. <laughs> um, 
We will be back with another episode probably in the next couple weeks or so. We'll see what other new, uh, you know, bits of news and stuff about episode seven comes out. Hopefully a trailer sooner than later. Um, and, you know, hopefully Tim and I can get through Aftermath pretty quick and review that here pretty soon, too. Actually, we never did. Uh, we never reviewed Dark Disciple, did we? No, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, so we should do a book review episode. We'll talk about Dark Disciple and uh, Aftermath. And I know you said you wanted to talk about some of the recent comics and stuff, yeah. too. So. Uh, maybe our next episode will be a book review episode unless there's like a new trailer before then or something like that. Um, but anyway, that's going to be it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, you can find us online on Facebook at facebook.com slash Star Wars The Saga Continues. You can follow us on Twitter at Star Wars TSC. Uh, you can send us email at Star Wars TSC at gmail.com. And you can check out our website at Star Wars TSC.com. Uh, those are all the ways that you can get in touch with us um, and, uh, you know, talk Star Wars, find all these news stories that we're posting and all that good stuff. Um, that's going to do it for now. We will see you guys next time, and may the Force be with you. See you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye.